Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. Don't bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode 235. I am your host, Travis. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here. We are back in studio. We're going to wrap up the Nashville Supercross and uh, talk some other Moto-related things here. Um, Because, yeah, in my opinion, that race just was not super interesting. few things to talk about, but it wasn't a barn burner, in my opinion. Um, In studio with me here, it is the normal co-host. He's back. For the rest remainder of 2023, it's Justin. Hi, What's buddy. Up, bud? What's up? Well, we've been hanging out talking houses for about an yeah, hour. Yeah, I know, right? Right? <laughs> are we? Are these mics on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. why? Can you not hear? You I can. Me, let me turn it up a little bit. You got no snare in your headphones? I don't know if I hear anything. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can no, you hear me now? I don't hear Can you anything. hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can no, you hear just, me now? I just hear you. You just hear me? Yeah. I don't oh. know if I hear anything. That's weird. Oh. I mean, you're not supposed to hear anything, but oh. but I me. guess we're good. All right. Well, all right, anyway, okay, great radio. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so like I said, we're gonna talk Nashville. We'll get into bench racing on some other stuff. So, all sorts of good stuff coming coming up here. Oh, I guess it, we can talk. We can call Cole. Is he available? I don't know. Oh, well, sure. I'm not really sure. I don't think Kev's gonna probably come on today. I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard from him either. No one's no one's talking to me. <laughs> I think we're blackballed. Um. So anyway, before we get started, just want to thank our sponsors. So first off, presenting sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions. Check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. He will get you in shape to ride if you follow his programs. Or do whatever you want to do. You want to do triathlons, marathons, swim, bike, whatever. He can get you in shape for that. You want to just do some regular weight loss? They can help with that too. Again, check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Also on board, also presenting the show here, uh, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop, tlrcoatings.com, or check them out on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings, and they do all sorts of powder coat work, Cerakote work. Are we getting cookies? No cookies yet? Boo. Boo. What, what are you doing? I'm going to get meat. She likes meat. Most, never mind. <laughs> Classic. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. So also on board with us, Holster Co's with the Holster Co Reload Rant. You got a rant? I don't have a rant, but I have something to talk about, but it's not a rant. So Oh, I got some show notes in my thing here. Oh, my God. Do I have a rant? Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Um, Well, eh, eh, not really. Uh, Gutterworks going to bring us our 450 race recap there. Adept Creative Co., uh, Isaac Nelson Designs and Edgewood Farms. Links in the description down below to all of them. So, again, welcome to the show here where we bench race about supercross and motocross racing. Uh, and make, all things dirt bikes. Yeah, basically <clears throat> all things dirt bikes. Make sure to uh, like, comment, subscribe, comment down below any of your thoughts you have on anything we talk about on the show because we do like comments and we like to talk about it. And we are in the dog days of supercross season here, I guess. I'm over it. <sighs> 
Bring on outdoors, man. Dude, you had like however many weeks off. I don't want to hear no, it. No, no, I'm over Supercross. Bring I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear outdoors. it. No, that has nothing to do with it. doing the podcast. It has everything. I'm just over Supercross. I'm not over Supercross. I yet. am, dude. I'm I, I, ironically, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, um, all right. So you want to talk about this Ping and Roxon drama? Sure. Have you looked into this at all? I watched Ping's video. What do you? What are your thoughts on this? I th- look. P- Ping apparently has like been pissing off some people. He's like started taking political views on certain things. I've always liked Ping. I think he's a straight shooter. Doesn't call bullshit. He's been there, done that. He's been a racer. He's been a commentator. He's been a team manager. He's been a um, a podcaster. He's been a writer. He's he's been everything. Everything yeah. in the industry outside of being a mechanic or an engineer. He has been there, done that. Um, you know, he helped TLD back in the day when it was still on Honda. Like he got them going to what they are now. I think he was a big part of that. Um, I think he was in the right. I agree with him. I don't know if I really like his approach on how he went about it. But then again, if you, anybody who knows David Pingry and knows how he is, I've never had the pleasure of meeting Ping. He's one of the few people I say that I, I would say I haven't met in the industry. Yeah. But I like the dude. I've, I've been around him at a bunch of the races that he's there. I've been, you know, but I've never talked to him. I don't know if I'd go about it the same way he did, but I think he was in the right. I think Kenny was in the wrong. That was fucked up. Like, I don't, I get it. You go to the level of somebody of Kenny, it's a race like that, that they're not taking Uber serious, but there's still sponsors involved, money involved. But for Kenny to thank other people, not even go over and shake Ping's hand or say anything to him, dude, I'd be pissed too. Like, mm-hmm. Ping went through a lot of trouble to get him on that bike, and Kenny didn't say one fucking word to him as like a hey, even a thank you. Even Pink said he's like, I didn't expect a lot, but I at least expect a thank you. Yeah. Kenny, that was a dick move. It's it's if if you've ever done something for somebody and spent time on it and taken money out of your own pocket to do something and then never gotten even a thank you, like people will know where that is. I think Kenny was in the wrong. I don't care who I don't care how big of a star you are. You still gotta have some respect. Mm-hmm. And a guy like David Pingree deserves some respect. Yep. And I think Kenny was in the wrong. I think it's bullshit. I, I do yeah. not like the way Kenny went about it. It's fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. So so I'm with you. I'm I'm not super pumped on how Kenny handled it there. Um, again, if that, I don't know Ping. I'm like you. I don't know Ping. I'm just an outsider looking in, going, hmm, this seems fucked up. If he did handle it like that, yeah, that's that's completely jacked. Like what? Like just say thank you to people. Be nice. Yeah, you dude. know, like whatever. Um. But again, this works back into like the Bobby Piazza thing from last year or from last week. Mm-hmm. There's always uh, look ooh, at that. Look at that. Look at that. Just, just slot. You, you could have just. Thank you. You could have just right in the camera. There we go. We got some warm sourdough chocolate chip cookies. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, there's always three sides to it, right? Mm-hmm. There's always Kenny side, Ping side, and, and somewhere in, in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. So who knows? But I. I I always look at stuff with Ping too, with kind of like kind of side eyed. Like, eh. Ping has, like you said, he has been pissing a lot of people in the industry off, and for all sorts of different reasons. Like him and Mathis are no longer friends because of political views. Because but to be honest with you, we know how Mathis is. We and, we do, yeah. So it's so it's one of those things. But um, but yeah. So I'm I'm like side eyeing it kind of, but it's interesting. Do I? I don't see Kenny responding to it, but at the same time, it's like, if you don't, I don't know that that looks good either. It's kind of one of those things where it's a no-win situation for you. Um, I think the best way to win would be to come out and just be like, yeah, I did that, and I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm sorry for it. Like, own it, apologize for it, 
and and do it in a very public manner and and do it with ping yeah. like like call ping up be like hey man i'm really sorry i didn't mean to deliberately do this but whatever so but again ping said there was other stuff besides that too like there's well, been there's some other stuff that's been <clears throat> been brewing under the surface there between him and kenny so again who knows look man we don't we know how these top guys are there you know i've I don't know if you call it the pleasure or whatever, but I, I've, I've grown up around a lot. Like I grew up around the Nico Izier. I grew up with him. I grew up with a lot of these. Like they're divas. Like yeah. they're all. When you get to be that level, they're divas. And even like the the privateers, we all know they're divas because they all think that they're owed something. Because even though people don't look at them as the the elite of the elite, they still know they're badass dudes on a dirt bike, yeah. and they're like, oh well, maybe I'm not in that category. But if I'm talking to somebody that's not at that level, like I can still like, act like an asshole. And I'm not saying they're all like that. And you got to be to be at that level at the, in the sport at any sport. It doesn't matter if it's motorsports or sticking balls. You have to have a level. I like to call it the in between stage, in between cocky and arrogant. Mm-hmm. I don't have a word for it, but it's that in between. And there's a fine line there, you know. And you got to have that selfishness. But coming from someone who ran a shop with my dad for a very very long time and gave a lot to a lot of people and has been on that other end and has also been thanked and that's all you expect. I get it. I don't agree. Yes, I don't agree with the way Ping went about it, but I just. Does it shock me? No. I, I like Kenny, but it's kind of like Pink said, and it was funny, but it was a shot. He goes, it shouldn't shock me for somebody that thanks himself on the podium. Yeah, which, again, Coach has brought that up before, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Should and, and that's the thing is, is like, am I saying Kenny's a bad guy? No. I've only met Ken Roxon one time, and that was a long, long time ago, and it's not like I had a conversation because with him because he was a kid. Yeah. You know? It was when he was still coming over here for Minios, when he was before he was Ken Roxon. You know, he was literally a child. It's not like I had a full on conversation with the kid. Yep. But I like Kenny, but we all know how Kenny is. Kenny these days is I don't want to use this word, but I think he gets triggered sometimes. It's yeah. not triggered for him because that's not who he is. Yeah. But he gets angry at a lot of shit nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just him being who he really is after all these years, which is fine. He deserves it. All these guys deserve to be who they are. But if that's really what happened, I am honestly not going to be sh- – I'm not shocked. No. Because no, I think that's I kind of who Kenny is, yeah. you know? I'm not saying he's an arrogant prick. No, I think, he's, I think he's probably a good dude. But he is also probably one of those people that realizes everything he's accomplished and people are going to favor his side over Ping, mm-hmm. especially because Ping is rubbing people the wrong way. But then again, though, fucking people say the same thing about Jace. And if everybody doesn't know Jace from Gypsy Tales, people say the same thing. Like, people that don't like him mm-hmm. say that he's an asshole and he's not who he really is and it's – the people that we all know are kiss asses in this sport, like the people that have a problem with him because he actually is at the top of, you know, this whole realm. Yeah. You know, because like Mathis, Mathis always dogs. I don't know if he does it anymore, but remember when Mathis was dogging on him all the time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, no, no. like, no, no. And that's why I told Jace, if he's in, if he's here in October, we should rock up to the That'd be awesome. day at Millville. It'd be fucking great. And be like, yo, bro, we're here to record we're here a podcast. To ride. We're here to ride. We're here to ride and record. But I don't know, man. I, I don't like the way it was handled, but I think that it, it, there's probably a lot of truth to the way that happened. Yeah, it could be. Ow. Oh, that was my knee. That fucking hurt. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think so, too. So, all right. Moving on here. Let's get into the 450s. Uh, so your 450 race recap <clears throat> brought to you by our friend at Gut- friends at Gutterworks. Gutterworks gutters. Always well hung. Just like Justin Barsha. Just like he hung that front wheel over the just back like side he, of that dragon's oh, back. Oh, man. He did, too. But Supercross at its finest at this point in the year. Let's start, let's start with uh, Chase Sexton pulls off that win. He was the one guy on that track making time. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I guess we could just put it in a, as one together because, Eli, we're going to talk about him next. Yes, I think just, he wins the next two races also. I mean, probably. Because I think that – but 
Do you think what happened last night with the only, like, there's a few other things that we're going to get to it, unfortunate things, but do you kind of feel that Eli at the beginning of that main, even though Chase was working his way through, Eli, because we had talked about this on the show last week, is Eli mailing it in? How hard is he riding? Do you think Eli at the beginning of that main sprinted away and he goes, I'm just going to show everyone that I still can do this? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Chase wasn't riding really good because he was, but part of me believes that as much of a gap that Eli got out, I mean, dude, he was three and a half up in lap two. Yeah. That he kind of was just like, yeah, okay, fine. Like, whatever. Chase, you can have it. Yeah. Like, Chase was on really oh, good. Oh, no, no, no. He laid up when Chase got there. And that's what I and mean. we all watched it. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, I think Chase was riding really good, but I do believe, I do believe that had Eli kept the pace that he was going at the beginning of that main, I don't think Chase was beating that. Okay, either. but I want to I set the record straight on this. I don't believe he laid up until Chase got to him. I don't believe. Or okay, I don't know, man. Okay, maybe the only thing, the only thing, other thing I could think that maybe he laid up. You remember that one lap they were watching him, mm-hmm. and he about nose picked it through the whoops there. That might have puckered. Oh, and his when he started going teeter totter, and he yeah. went front wheel high into the berm. Yeah, yeah, and and Ricky's going oh 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 oh. Like that might have been the thing that he went. You know what? Let's not throw this away. Like because he was Web, gone though. Yeah. He was gone oh, up until was. that point. And I think Eli, I think you're right. I think when that happened, he's like, All right, dude, track's fucking marbly. It's I, concrete. I was gonna like, say, I, I agree I agree with you at the beginning. He was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm just gonna go do this. Which leads me to believe that I think Eli has definitely been laying up a lot of these races lately. Probably. Because the fact that he could do what he did last night, yeah. and even James and Ricky are going. It's been a very long time since we've seen Eli like have this like urgency at the beginning of a main because mm-hmm. it's been a while since he sprinted away like that. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to go back, which was impressive too because he already knew Coop was gone. And that's what I mean is is like I f- and it's exactly like James said on the broadcast. Like, yo, you can tell me, hey, and you're hey, but that as far matter. as we're concerned, Coop's still here. But you know, Coop's not there. And I and I think Eli wanted to prove a point, which still leads me to believe. And it's funny somebody called us well. I don't know if they were calling us out, calling you the whole, oh, is Eli going to make it through the summer? That leads me to believe that Eli is just fine. He knows what's at hand. He's got this wrapped up. Yeah. I don't think the Eli that we saw at the beginning of the year is gone. I think the Eli has just been managing this championship. Yeah, it could be. And he realizes, hey, when the big dog wants to eat, the big dog is going to eat. Here's the thing. You can't really argue him winning the title, though. He's won seven fucking races. Oh, I know. Like, like, yeah, Chase is good. Chase, Chase has been outright faster than Chase him has in a won lot of them. Four. He's been faster, and now he's he's got four, right? Yes. So he's won four. Because he's got this Detroit. Year. No. Yes, Detroit, Atlanta, the first triple crown, first triple crown, and now this one's a yeah. four. Yep. Yeah. Because so, still had the two. Yeah. So so okay. So so you can argue Chase being faster because outright speed mm-hmm. he is, and by the time we get to the end of the season here, there's a high probability he's going to have six wins. Probably. Behind, right behind Next Eli weekend, though, seven. maybe Eli wants to... Maybe. Because maybe. it's Denver. And wrap it up. Yeah. Or just, well, because it's Denver and he's in his hometown yeah. and he just wants to go, hey. Yeah, that could be. But anyway. But yeah. But, but by the time you get to the end of the season, let's put it this way. It's not going to be a Dungy title. As no. much as he's laying up and like managing it, it's not a Dungy title. Also where because you get Dungy, done and you go, oh, he uh, shouldn't have won. Also because Dungy a lot like that, the, if you're talking about 2017, which I know that's probably what you're referring to, Yeah, he won He won that title, though, where he was at no point the fastest guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Eli 100%. has clearly won, where maybe outright speed, lap time for lap time hasn't been faster, but yeah. he's been faster. That's, that's than, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You're not sure. gonna You're not going to go, well, uh, he won I mean, it, but... Because uh, once again, let's go back to A1, mm-hmm. San Diego, and Houston, yeah, 
Eli was he slapped the shit out of Chase. Like he, he smacked that yeah, ass. Yeah, and Houston once again when we saw what Chase did to him in the heat race, yeah. and then Chase is behind him the whole main. He had nothing for him. Yep. Once again. When Eli wants to bring the big dog out, he brings the big dog out. And yep. he's like, look, guys, I'm still the baddest dude in America. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Yeah. So I I think that last night at the beginning of that main, I think that he proved it. And I think that it just kind of solidifies the fact that he just knows he's still the top dude. So here's here's another thing. I do think that if he wants to win outdoors, mm-hmm. he needs Eli, I'm saying. Yeah, I think he needs to win next week because if you let Chase go four in a row here Mm -hmm. where he doesn't have an issue. Three in a row. Three in a row. Sorry. Three in a row. Four out of the last five. Four out of the last five. If you let him go four out of the last five where he doesn't have an issue and the fifth one, it wasn't a him issue really. It was, was you know, Barsha mm -hmm. and combined with the mud there. um, I think you have have a problem because... This is the kind of stuff that everyone's been talking about of like you let him get this confidence that he can go out there and do it and not fall over. It, it's not going to bode well for you. See, I I agree because we've been talking about this with Chase for a long time. And once again, you know, you got Jet coming up. That's in the back of everybody's mind. Dylan, which we all knew, is not going to ride Supercross. He's going to get ready for outdoors. He's back on the bike like you. You have all this stuff brewing, but it still makes me believe that I think. Part of me thinks if it was anyone else, I would have to agree with that 100%. But because this is Eli, and Eli just does Eli things when he wants to, I don't think in his mind, I think that he thinks that. We may all think that, and I think the the powers that be and all the, the pundits will be like, yeah, you know, kind of like the, all the stuff that we had heard at the beginning of the season. Man, if Chase ever figures this out, they're all fucked. Like everything that was going on in the paddock, if ever Chase ever figures this out. But let's be real. Do we really think Eli thinks that? Because that's all that matters. All of us can think that. Yeah, that's true. All of us yeah, can no, think that. You're right. You're but right. do you really think Eli? It's kind of like the Cooper Webb thing when he went on Jace's show. Coop went up there and he tried to fuck with him, and Eli just looks at him. Yeah. And then looks away, and Coop's like, "Ah, oh, shit, that didn't work." I don't think shit like that gets in Eli's head because I think Eli still knows that he has that little thing in his back pocket that, like Stu always had, that if I want to flip the switch. I can flip the switch. I, I think he I think he has that. I fully agree with that. But the problem, It helps Chase more than anyone. I was gonna say, but, but the I problem think, is if you give Chase that confidence, but once and again, here's the thing. Do you we, ultimately we, think Eli really cares though? I don't see, I don't think he does, but here's the problem. If you give Chase that confidence, now you go into outdoors and let's say in the first six motos, Chase wins four of them mm-hmm. or something and like straight up beats you in a mm-hmm. few. Like how long before you start going, uh oh. But I mean, high point. It took Uh-oh. him the last year till the fourth round before he uh, finally t- started taking over. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I personally think that Chase and Jet are going to be fucking around with each other too much for it to even matter. Maybe. I, I just I I agree with you, but I think that we have to get to the point. I think that this was a couple years ago. I think he'd be spot on. But I think Eli, at this point in his career, I don't think there's anything anyone. I don't even care if it was Jet Lawrence. I don't think that he would give two shits what you do because I think in his mind that he knows. Outside of Jeffrey Hurling's coming over, and not even this Jeffrey Hurling's right now, but like we he, can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, too. we can, which is good. Um, I don't think any of these dudes honestly scare him, and they shouldn't. Like he's he's accomplished more than every anybody in the world riding a dirt bike yeah. right now. There's nothing outside of fucking Ryan Villapoto or Ricky Carmichael coming back. There's not a dude on this planet that has accomplished more at riding a dirt bike than him, and I don't think it, it bothers him because I think he knows in his heart of hearts that if he wants to beat you. 
He's going to beat you. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care if it's Chase Sexton. I don't care if it's Jet Lawrence. I don't care if it's Dylan Ferrandez. Like I said, outside of a 100% Jeffrey Hurlings, I don't think any of those dudes can beat him. When Eli wants to show up, I don't think they can beat him. Yeah, it's we well, look, we're gonna at, look at Millville's second moto. He proved that last year. Yeah, we're, we're going to see. Now, I think that it helps Chase out. I mm-hmm. think that a confidence boost for Chase, of all people. But this is kind of like back in the day with Ricky and Stu. Ricky always knew that at some point, one of these dudes, that Stu's going to crack. Stu's faster than him, but they always know at some point this yeah. dude's going to crack. And I think Eli looks at it the same way. I think he looks at it with Chase. I think he's going to look at it with Jet. And the same thing with Dylan. Yeah, maybe these dudes are faster than me today. But at some point, they ain't going to be able to keep this shit up. I can. Because he's proven he can. Yeah. You know, and and I actually hope Chase does win out. Because I want to see a 100% Chase come into Paula. Yeah. And be 100% confident. Because then we have the battle of all battles. We have a four-way fight all the way down to the finish. Because I think we have that on the horizon. But ultimately, I think that Eli just doesn't care. I don't think it bothers him. I don't think any of these dudes scare him. And they really shouldn't. No, he is he is one of those... Mental drive. He's Carmichael. There. He's like yeah. Carmichael. And he's like Hurlings when Hurlings is 100%. Those are the three dudes that I've, those are the th- only three dudes that I've ever seen in my time that you can't break those dudes mm-hmm. mentally. You can't. At least this version of Eli. A couple years ago, maybe. Because he hadn't, he hadn't got the Supercross title yet. Yeah. But dude, he's going to be coming up on his third Supercross title. Yep. And he's going to be the favorite for the outdoor title, in mm-hmm. my opinion, at least. So you, you've won, you've won eight championships since 2017. Like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, fucking nuts yeah it is it is um all right so we've talked about chase we talked about eli there uh kenny gets third by kind of by default a little bit by default because i don't think he was gonna pass parsha but again here's the thing too that track where he started was where he finished because like there got to a point in the main where i'm watching Mm. timing and scoring on the side and i'm just like is anybody moving no and i'm like literally watching I'm I'm watching splits and I'm like no one is making time or lose outside of Chase at that point. No one is making time or losing time. Everyone is just where they're at and it's basically where they started. Yeah, and the crazy thing too is, is if you look at some of the rhythm sections, there was different things you could do, but ultimately no matter what line, if you pick the low line, like kind of same thing with that boot or the table over two. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you just big. unless you just drove into the face really hard and just absorbed all the energy of the front end, like you you still were going to get a lot of pop instead of driving forward. So even if you doubled over and stayed low, okay, you ultimately weren't going as far, but because you were getting so much lift, you weren't driving forward. So you'd ultimately end up with the same thing at the end of the. Did rhythm you see section. anybody do that before we saw Tomac doing that in the heat race? Uh yeah. Um, I don't remember. Someone was doing it during practice. There was um, who was it? Uh. Oh, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, fuck. Because like I didn't see it, and when he did that, I was like, "Ooh, that's big." And then Smitty I went, did it in practice. Faster. Smitty did it in practice. He that's did it weird. once. He did it once. I was gonna say that's weird because yeah. I didn't see any two fifty guys. He did do it, it. He did it one time in practice, and they almost didn't even catch it because they were at a back camera. They hmm. weren't side side view. It was a behind camera. Interesting. Because even like he hucked it, and Blair was like, "Holy!" Sh-, like he didn't say "Holy shit," but he's like, "Holy crap, that's big." Yeah. And Smitty, like, dude, he was stretched. Yeah. To get up and over. That didn't surprise me. But um. <clears throat> Yeah, so ultimately, like, you were doing the same thing. The sand section was one line because that little inside roller, like, was at the apex. So you, like, you weren't going to jump to it because you jumped to the outside. So, okay, we're going to the outside of the sand section. The whoops were just trying not to skip across and crash. And then that, the off camera, like, ultimately, you'd go, like, some guys were going to the outside. Like I said, you no, were tiptoeing. No, no. Let's, re- let's rephrase that. Eli made that outside line. 
Oh yeah, because he was the only one doing. Because then he'll start going to the out. Yeah, like I said though, you like could go to the outside, but the problem is, is that you were tiptoeing to the outside, mm-hmm. so like it really wasn't for that. a while. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, then like I said, then Eli did it enough, and he broke in a rut there, yeah. and then it was like, okay, cool, we can go there. So there, but... there was just there was nowhere. It, it was literally follow the leader. Like there was yeah, nothing was. out there that you could do differently. No, and it was basically like. Okay, let's just put in the same lap time every lap, and I'm probably going to be able to move forward because at some point somebody's going to make a mistake. There were bodies everywhere. It was, it was chaos. Yeah, for yeah. for that kind of stuff. Um, Colt Nichols gets fourth once again, kind of just by default. It, yeah, like great ride for Colt. He rode. He had a decent finish in East Rutherford. Granted, it was mud. Yep, not East Rutherford. I'm sorry. It, East Rutherford. He started off shitty. Worked his way through. It was Atlanta. I think he had a decent ride. He was in the top 10 in Atlanta. Atlanta, he was ninth. Rutherford, yep. he was 16th. Yeah, so yes. but Rust- Rutherford was bad. Atlanta was okay because <clears throat> that was his first race back. Yeah. But, I mean, he rode good, you know. But, once again, though, man, it's the – and I'm going to we'll – t- I have a comment to make later that had nothing to do with the actual race. But you look at it, and you look how many people are out, though. Like, Coop was out. Oh, yeah. AP's out. Dylan's not there. And we're going to get to this with Anderson. Anderson's fucking over it. You know, Marv's not like, dude, everybody is out there outside of Eli and Chase, everybody and maybe even Kenny. Everybody is riding with something at this point. Yeah. And it's like awesome for Colt. So happy for the dude, because I want him to prove that Honda did not fuck up by taking a chance on him, which they probably don't feel like that anyway, because of how good a, a tester he is. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you just kind of backed your way into the fourth. You earned it because yeah. you stayed on two wheels where a lot of people couldn't. But it's like, ultimately, man, like if everybody was there, where would you really be right now? Yeah. Well, and then you look at who's behind him and it's Hill. like, <clears throat> it's like, well, you meet you. There's a couple guys behind him that like should beat him outside of that. But just I think, honestly, Justin Hill's fifth is more impressive. Yeah. So at any point in that race, did you were you going, well, Justin Hill's going to get a podium because nobody can pass on this track for the for right up until he got passed for third. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're he's probably going to get on box. I totally thought he was going to, which would be the it. wildest thing ever. Be but I tell you what, man, say what you want about Justin Hill. And there's a lot of things you can say to him. Does he take this serious? What a but what damn a, dude. What a season he, they're having, but, man. But whole, and Josh Hill. But holy yeah. shit. Him. His results this year have proved how much natural talent that kid actually has on a dirt bike. Oh, yeah. And it really makes you wonder. If he had actually been trying his entire career, what would his career have looked mm-hmm. like? Yep. Like, because, dude, it, it's this, it, it, this, the kid is so good and so fluid, and he sees so many things on the track that you look and go, yeah, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And he just, I don't know, man, like, he's, he's just good, and it's, it's a bummer that he didn't take things more seriously throughout his career, because I think he could have... I'm not saying he would have been one of the greatest of all time, but man, that dude definitely would have had more than one championship. Such as such as life here. Yeah, so. such it is. I mean, you say the same thing about his brother, though. Yeah. You know? So, um, so Justin Hill fifth, sixth, Jason Anderson over it. How long? Fucking over. How it. long until? So number one, they say all he's riding during the week is outdoors. He's not riding Supercross anymore. I saw a video of him at an outdoor track, but I didn't see him riding it. <laughs> Num- number two, how long until we get the press release of? Oh, he's not riding outdoors. The Friday before Paula. Stamp it. Yep. He's done, dude. He's over it. He's I don't I don't know if it's internally, if it's just everything now that he has a kid and he's starting to look beyond riding dirt bikes. I know he made that comment in an interview, what was it, at the an off season. I think it was with Swap where he keeps wanting to do this and like, hey, I got a couple more years in me and like last year was a rejuvenation and it was. I think even though he won the title in twenty eighteen, I think a supercross season was better than that title uh-huh. because a lot of people talked about where his speed was that year, but last year he proved like, hey, I can go toe to toe with Eli and Chase. His outdoor season was the best he ever had. He finally got the win in an overall. 
So I think last year was arguably his best year without winning a title, but his best year of his career. But I think he's over it. I think it's this is what Kawasaki does to guys that don't want to play ball. Ball. That don't want to play ball with the bullshit politics that they have. Mm-hmm. He's over it. He's got a kid. He's realizing where he is in his career. He's realizing the level that right now, even though Eli's on his way out, that Chase with Jet coming up, some of these other 250 kids, and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go to that level because he doesn't need to. He's already made a lot of money in his career. He yep. doesn't need to. No, he knows he's no, never gonna win. He knows he's never winning a four fifty title ever again. So like why does it why would he why would he rag down himself into the ground, especially now that he has a kid? I still think we're gonna see him at Triumph. I do too. No, no, I don't think his career is over with. You just think his Kawasaki career is but over. I think his Kawasaki career is over it. Dude, yeah, he I is think so too. over it. He is over it. And here's the funny thing. We know what this looks like with him. Mm-hmm. We saw it in 2019. Yep. So it's not a shock to anybody. And you know what? Anybody that doesn't have the balls outside of us, not that we're saying any breaking news, that doesn't have the balls to say that he is over it, you're lying to yourself. He's 100%. fucking over it. He is over it. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about this year or next year. He's done. Nope. And you know what? I don't blame him because we know what, Ka- like I said, we know what Kawasaki does to people. Yep. They ruin your spirits. They take the life out of you, and then you don't ever want to ride a dirt bike ever again. 100%. 100%. You know, which the only reason it's worked for AC because AC plays ball. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that he is. It doesn't bother him. Yep. But not a Jason Anderson, which a lot of people kind of called this. They're like, yeah, dude, he's got about a year on that team, and then mm-hmm. he's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was going to say, we said it from the beginning. I'm like, eh, that's an interesting move there. Which, you know what? Good for him, though, because that was the best year, I think, of his career. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It was. Statistically, mm-hmm. that was the best year of his career, even though he didn't win a title. Yep, but he's over it now, and yep. you know what? That's fine. He's gonna he's gonna call off outdoors. He's gonna sit out next year. He's gonna probably do one year with Triumph because he loves Bobby Hewitt, and then call it a career. And you know what? We're gonna look back on his career and go, you know what? Jason Anderson was a damn good rider. Yep. So I don't blame him, but I will say when he crashed, it was like, oh, that was a tip over. And then when I saw how hard his hand hit the ground, I was yeah. like, oh, broken wrist, because that <laughs> thing hit hard, dude. It, yeah. It like hit and then like buckled, and I'm like, oh shit. But I mean, two 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 weekends in a row where he's hit the ground pretty freaking hard. Mm-hmm. No, did he cr- did he crash in Atlanta? I don't remember. But two weekends in a row that he's hit the ground pretty <coughs> hard at some point. I'm yeah. like, dude. Honestly, it wouldn't even shock me if we get a press release that he just sits out the last two rounds. Yep. Uh, all right. So Dean Wilson seventh. Good. Not bad. He wasn't happy with it. Heard a post race interview. Really? Yeah, because he's been running around with Colt Nichols there, and Colt gets fourth, and he gets seventh. So he wasn't really pumped. He felt like he should have got top five. I mean, should have, could have, would have. Like I said, it's it's kind of the question that I asked you last week. I think that even though Dino might not be happy with it, I think he's going to look back on it this in a few months and go, his Supercross season was pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC eighth. Poor AC, man. He said that he practically, Nick had to practically smack him in the face between that heat and the main because he was not pumped about what happened. And even though he knows, like, there wasn't anything he could do about it, wasn't his fault, he was, he's like, dude, I don't even know how I finished riding that. Well, he put that out that, heat. he put out that thing. What was it on Twitter? And he put out a thing on that. Yeah. I think it was on Twitter, maybe. Yeah. Um, like what had happened and like how sorry he was. And he put out like a whole thing about it. But, uh, poor AC, man. Like, just, if it doesn't have to do with him getting asked bullshit questions about where his <laughs> career is or like having to do with what are you going to do and how are you going to go about racing this year or crashing, he's always in the middle of something. Yeah. He's always in the middle of something. And this obviously was not his fault. And I mean, I just, I, I hope he can come into outdoors with some confidence. And I think he will because he made it through Supercross finally. Yeah. And I was saying this to Wyman because obviously AC is one of Wyman's guys. 
I think you're going to see a really good Adam Cincerello outdoors. Yeah, we could. I think you're going to see a really, really good Adam Cincerello outdoors because everybody's always kind of seen his outright speed as a Supercross guy, but I've always looked at AC as an outdoor guy. Hmm. And I think he's going to be really good outdoors. He just needs to make it through these last two rounds, and then I think he's going to be fine. Well, he is ninth in the points after missing three rounds. So How far is he out of eighth, does it say? I don't know. I don't know who's eighth. I don't either. The points have been so up and down. Yeah, this, but, you know. okay, um, Chiz gets a ninth. Good. That's I not mean, bad. He feels like, he he feels like, like he's as fast 13th. as he was on his Yamaha. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of where he was at the end of last, like the end of last yeah. season. You know, he's been hovering around the ten to thirteen range. Yeah. You know, for the last couple rounds. So. Yep. Um, Josh Hill tenth, so that's <laughs> good for him. Just I mean, just whatever. talent, just natural talent for days, man. Yep, it's all it is. Uh, Justin Starling eleventh, that's a good ride for him. Mm-hmm. He must be feeling better because his post race uh, interview, he said he was really thinking he should be inside the top. Like his goal is top ten the last couple rounds, maybe the last round. Um, friend of the show, Kevin Moran's 12th. That was a good ride for him. Kind of he, like had a good, he had a real good start. Did you see that start? Oh, yeah, dude. Right, right in the top there. five. Like, hey, but it's kind of the same thing we said last week when we had him off. Like, where is he at? And like we said, 11 to 13, 11 to 14. Yep. 12th kind of ends up there. Yep. You know, just so, fucking keep putting that bike out front and then on the start. So, well, I think he's going to solidly be. So he's currently. 18th in points, but I think he's going to be pretty solid in there. Because, not going like, to make that privateer challenge, though. No, no, no. He's not doing that. That's for sure. So, but um, speaking of privateer challenge, Tristan Lane, 13th, Dude, goes from can... not making a main to he made last week and, and this, this week. week. Yeah, and solidly. And like, then 13th. Yeah. I mean, he was on my fantasy team, so I was super pumped. He's, um, I'd never talked to the kid. I, I seen him from way back mm-hmm. in the day with arena cross stuff, <clears throat> but uh, good for him, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy that he went from not making a main the entire year. But it probably is a little bit of annoying to him, considering he does have a double-digit number. He made mm-hmm. a lot of mains last year. Yeah, he did. He I was... don't know what his best finish was in a main, but I know he made a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of going from, uh, man, I make a bunch of mains last year. I have a two-digit number, and then I don't make a main until round 14. Yeah. You know, so, but good for him. Um, I don't I don't really know what his kind of program is, because I don't. I know he rides outdoors every now and then. But He is, I believe he's in the same program with Kev. Oh, okay. So he's uh, team next level. I like there, the graphics that he had, the pink with white or whatever. Yeah, that was that cool. was pretty cool. Um, Carnell made a main fifteenth. That's good for him. Carney Asada. Oh, sorry, Cartwright's fourteenth. Carnell's fifteenth. Markie sixteenth. Devin Simonson back in the main in seventeenth. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Max Miller eighteenth. I think that was his first main. He's been on a four fifty. Didn't he get in somebody's way or something? <laughs> yeah. Who did he crash with? I don't know who he crashed with, but he was in uh, Chase's way for like a good half a lap. Yeah. Um, because even Stu was like, "Lappers got to get out of the way, man." Yep. Cade nineteenth, Shane twentieth. Bike problems though, right? He shock not... blew out. Yeah, shock I think the shock out. lost yeah, yeah. a bunch of fluid. Um, Barsha decided nose pick himself off the fucking which Dean said that was a thing. Which it was so did sketchy. he hung the front wheel over the top or did he just did he spin? He, he nose picked the top one. Ah, so okay. they were they were Dean said they were super shitty, like super shitty. And he was honestly nervous, and he's like, when I came around and saw Barsha land there, he's like, I knew exactly what happened. He just nose-picked off the top of that. It sucked. That was bad. I um, I really hope, because I didn't really pay attention to like what if he was holding anything. I just know yeah, he was I down for a while. I really hope he is 100%, and if he's like banged up, he just sits the sits out the last two rounds. Yeah. Because it's like, I know he was going to get, uh, he was going to get Kenny for fourth in the points. Yep. He was definitely going to get Kenny. Like, let's yep. be real. He was going to get Kenny. Um, I hope he sits it out and he just 
takes the next couple weeks to heal up because I think he's another one of those guys kind of like AC. Like he can be frisky outdoors and he can be the one of the few yeah. guys that could kind of stick his nose in there. Mm-hmm. But damn, dude, like when he hit the ground and he wasn't moving, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yep. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yep. And he was frisky all day. Like he was fast. I mean, dude, he was leading the main. Yeah. So. Or not leading the main, but he was running second and he was. I believe that Chase would have probably pushed him towards Eli. Would he have been able to hung, run that pace? But knowing what we know Eli did, I think he ultimately would have probably got around Eli because Eli just said, I don't really care yeah. at this point. So, Yep. Um, and then Grant Harlan, who was riding the 23YZ450. Also decided to, I don't know if he went to Indonesia in the beginning of the whoops, the dragon's back. I don't know, but he was laying on the side of the tough blocks. He fucked his shoulder into oblivion from what I'm hearing. He's out for the rest of the year, and Benny is also. Well, yeah, poor Grant Hart. So the Grant re- is having was having a stellar year, dude. <laughs> yeah, he was. But he was on the twenty three instead of the twenty two because his twenty two got all jacked up last week in the mud. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't even have graphics for it, so he was running Benny's graphics on it. Dude, he was having a stellar yep. year. And we know he's a better outdoor guy. Yep. And Benny, say what we want. We've said a lot of things about Benny on the show. I don't have a problem with him. We've just said things about him that we know about him. Yeah. He was also having a good end of his season. Like, he was finishing races. Yeah. Because that's the one thing we always said. Benny, just finish a race, dude. Finish a race. He's finishing races. Got a couple top tens. Like, was solid around 10th, 11th. <sighs> that's a bummer. Yeah, it is. Have you heard anything about the coop injury before we wrap up this 450s? I haven't heard anything yet other than uh, further concussion, evaluation. Concussion. Well, and I'm sure that was a Back thing. concussion. Uh, the last thing i seen is was, I think it was either a broken shoulder or broken collarbone. And they wanted to do evaluation on his neck. Yeah. Which, I mean, we might as well just talk about that for a second. Um, we, I'm really glad that the Alpine Star guys were there. Because for a second there, he looked like he was going to get up and try to get on his bike. He was. And then he stumbled. And then the Alpine Star guys were like, no. When he started stumbling, when he was on the back side. Mm-hmm. And once again, you could say, and we've had the same thing with Mookie. Like his foot might have slipped because he was on the back side of the berm. Probably lost his footing, but it's definitely because of the concussion. Yeah. But when he started wobbling around, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yep. No, no. Do not go back towards that bike, Coop. Nope. Um, I would say we're not. Coop Web, Cooper Webb fans on this show, but I say we definitely have a healthy respect for that dude. When they show the shot of him on the stretcher, and but before he got in the ambulance and he was crying after he hugged his dad, mm-hmm. part of me like broke a little bit inside because people have a lot of things to say about Cooper Webb in this industry. Mm-hmm. Good things, bad things, unbiased, biased, in between. Is he a dickhead? Is he too serious? He's a cool guy. Everybody seems to have a fucking comment about Cooper Webb in this industry. He seems like he's probably the most talked about dude from a guy that doesn't really talk a lot, which is weird if you think about it. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like, a lot mm-hmm. of people seem to have a, a comment about Cooper Webb in this industry, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. Um, That shows right there how much this shit means to that kid. Yep. It really shows. That right there shows that if he's a kid, that this means everything to him. Mm-hmm. Outside of his wife and kid. This means his fucking life. Yep. And after all the shit that everybody had to say with him about 2020 or 2022, oh, he he did this and, you know, he doesn't care. Take that shit and shove it up your ass. Mm-hmm. That last night, that, that I think that was the first ever time I've ever seen Cooper Webb cry. Yeah. And I think that he knew, I, I honestly believe, and it definitely wasn't crossing his mind, but maybe in his subconscious, 
I think he was so emotional about that because I think he knew outside of him going and doing World Supercross in the future, which is always a possibility, but, you know, whatever. I keep hearing he's going to do it this summer. Okay. Well, depending. We don't, yeah, we now, don't know. Yeah, we'll we don't see. know what he's going to do this summer now, depending on. I'm not going to speculate, but hopefully, knock on wood, it's not. Um, I think he knew that was the last chance he had at a, at a title over here. I think he knew that this championship was the last time he was going to get a shot at a 450 title. Yeah, I don't know about that. I do. I don't think he has a shot ever again at a 450 yeah, title. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Think yeah. about it, man. If Chase, <clears throat> Eli's going to retire, but if Chase is getting on form, he got Jet coming up. Like, let's be real, dude. Yeah, Jet's just going to dominate. Yeah, okay, forever. he's not going to, but we're going to talk about that later on. Till, he's, till he retires. Yeah, never going to happen. It's going to be awesome. He doesn't even dominate. Anyways, um, I think that he realized that was the last shot he ever had at a 450 title, and I think that's why he was so emotional. Yeah, that could be, man. I don't know. It was rough. It was, uh, yeah, it was touching to see that he cared that much or whatever. You could tell he was distraught that mm. it was over. So, I don't know, man. Interesting, interesting situation. Glad he's. I mean, I'm glad he at least got up from that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was bad. That was one of one of the scarier things I've seen in the last seven years of doing the show here. But um, yeah, I'm gonna assume. I'm not going to even assume. I'm not even going to speculate. I just think that that concussion's probably going to end up looking pretty bad. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, and that's going to wrap up the 450 race recap there. Brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Always well hung, much like Justin Barsha, including the way he hung that front wheel and nose-picked himself into oblivion there. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Before we take a break here, because I keep staring at these cookies and my mouth is watering, but I got no milk. water to drink. Or milk. Or milk. Well, we don't have milk out here, period. Yeah, whatever. So before we take a break here, um, so I do have a bit of a Holster Co. Reload rant here. Okay. okay? So you're a Formula One guy, much mm-hmm. like myself. Yep. I'm sure you watched the race this weekend. Much I did. Like, I'm uh, going to get home and watch the IndyCar race, too, because so, I love open wheel racing. So Formula One did something different this weekend. Again, they had sprint qualifying. Yeah, yeah. For I, the, have, I have For my, the sprint race. Which there's some... That was a new thing because they had the sprint last year, but they never had qualifying before mm-hmm. it. That's a thing that is now in the paddock that a lot of teams are talking about too much time on track. So, so this and this plays right into my rant here. Okay, so we are always told when new things are starting to come up. Oh well, we can't do this. We can't do that. The teams complain about it, right? Mm-hmm. Why can we not be more like Formula One? That's like we don't fucking care. We're going to put you on track as much as we fucking want to. And also, you don't get the option. You can't pit, and you have to run the soft tire. Mm-hmm. They made them. They're like, you can't pit, because if you do pit, yeah. like it's pointless. And oh, by the way, you have to run the soft tire, and you don't have a choice. And here's the thing, too. If you run out of good soft tires by the end of qualifying, well, that sucks to be you. Yeah. I, so it just it's one of those things where I'm just like, why? I, I give us credit. So we tried... Uh, the triple crowns, okay, mm. and they've they've worked, okay. yeah. And, I mean, I think and, that some... and having three of them in like the little series within a series, I like that. And I think, I think that's they're cool. all, but I think they're also kind of like with everything new. I think they're kind of like at their pl- peak plateau, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of just people don't... don't look at them as like this like crazy concept anymore. They're just no. kind of like oh, that's cool, but let's be real, the racing by the third man usually sucks. But but here's the thing, okay? So obviously we have a battle. Royale right now for supremacy of who is the world supercross title and mm-hmm. that kind of crap like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it, if you want to claim that and be that, then like you're gonna have to try new stuff. 
Formula One's doing it every year. MotoGP is doing it. The yeah, MX- they're doing the sprints now too, aren't the they? The MXGP series is doing it. Yep, yep. And they're actually giving points, points for it for the matter. All of them. Yeah, all of these matter. major ones yep. like that are doing it. The only ones that's not are like NASCAR and stuff. Look, Indi- do and not Indi- follow NASCAR. And IndyCar, <laughs> well, NASCAR, they do their own crazy fucked up thing. But yeah, and IndyCar is actually anyway. looking at what Formula One and they don't want to copy. Yeah. But they're also trying to figure out some different things that they could do. But this with is theirs. what I'm talking yes, about. Exactly. All of these... All of these series, the major motorsports series, are finding ways to put the stars on track more and mix up points. Now, again, I don't know that I, I, we could do a whole show on how we would lay this out and what we think the best thing would be. We don't have to go there. I do think that, like with MXGP, the qualifying race, that's fine. Like, I mean, dude, it literally might but, win Jorge Prado a, a championship, yeah. and he's not even close to best the best guy. Now I don't agree with the ten point thing. I think that's way too much. But I do think like you want to you want to do this stuff. Number one, I think there should be a point for being the fastest qualifier. And number two, I do think there should be um, there should be a, a point or two, whatever, for winning the heat. Hmm? I think that should be a thing. Just make it one per each, because then you're going to get these guys to try. I also think again that we should be doing super pole. We should be doing multiple qualifying sessions and super pole, whether we're doing it like we are or not. Where we, and maybe we just do two. We do a free practice and a qualifying, and then the super pole with the top ten guys. I mean, or dude, we could we could even do it. the The sprint, obviously, or not the sprint, but the qualifying thing. We're not doing that for our outdoor series, our outdoor series. But we could also same thing. Give a point for who's fastest in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Give these a little bit more incentive because some of these guys we know with some of them at least especially midway into the outdoor championship, depending on where the points are. We know some of these guys lay up in practice. Yeah. Because they don't really care what their gate pick is. Exactly. As long as it's in within the top eight picks, a lot of them don't give a shit. Exactly. Because we've, we've seen it enough times where you're like, is he really like two and a half seconds off? And then same, like Joe did it a lot last year. Like mm-hmm. you can clearly tell he didn't care in practice. And then what you give them, hey, you get a, a point or two for mm-hmm. being the fastest qualifier. Well, now you're going to see these guys go out and big dick swinging. Like who's going to try to be the top yeah. dog in practice? Well, Because like that's said- the thing. When you're, when you're a fan... You want to see these dudes, the whole point of practice, but it's because here's the thing. If we look at it as a, we call it qualifying, practice, qualify. Why don't we just call it qualifying? Well, if the only thing they're really caring about is a gate pick, which we know it's at a certain point, depending mm-hmm. on what your level of like where you're at, you don't care what your gate pick is. Yeah. It's not even qualifying anymore. It's really <clears throat> just practicing because there's nothing on the line yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we know that these dudes don't give a shit about their gate pick half the time. Same thing with Jet. Like how many times last year in practice did you go, why is Jet fifth in practice? Well, because he doesn't really care what he gets. Yeah. yeah. But now you give him, oh, hey, man, you get a point, a point or two, or whatever you want to put the number at for being the fastest in qualifying. You're going to see Jet Lawrence go out and put in a heater in and this godlike speed that we always hear about but mm-hmm. sometimes don't always see. Give him a reason to want to go out and put in one heater. Yeah. Because then we could see this godlike speed. It'd be like watching Stu back in the day where Stu just wanted to do it because he wanted to do it. Well, like I said, I, I really think – and we're getting farther down the rabbit hole here than I want to. I really think that it should be a thing of you take the top 10 fastest guys mm-hmm. and then in both classes and then you do a super poll. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And then that way and then you give a point out and then that way no one can complain that like, oh, well, uh, I didn't get, you know, a clean lap or whatever. Yeah, you did. You had one lap by yourself on the track sweet yep then you get the top guys out there really pushing and same thing with the heat race you give a point or whatever same thing and then like i, I mean there's lots of different things but anyway but yeah that's my well, that's my did, holster code reload yeah. rant is like i see all these other motorsports like trying to adapt and put guys on track more essentially and everything and it's like well in formula one you get the point for having the fastest lap in the race mm-hmm. 
You know? Yeah. Same thing. Do it, do it in outdoors, both motos. Fastest lap in qualifying, fastest lap moto one, fastest lap moto two. You can do, do it in supercross. Yeah, too, you can man. do it in anything. But the thing is, for supercross, obviously, you know, there's a lot more stuff you could do with it. But I mean, it's outdoors. There's only you're restricted. Same thing in outdoors, because here's the thing. What happens if the, that point, okay, depending on where you're at in the points, it doesn't go like the guy who's winning the championship, A, may not matter that much. Mm hmm. But now you got a guy who's in fifth place in the points, like an RJ Hampshire, that we know at any given time could go a second faster. Rip it. Rip it. Lap 10, he goes out and puts a heater in, and it gets him a point. Mm -hmm. That point's going to matter more to him than it is anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, like, there's a lot of things that our industry or our sport could do, and Mm -hmm. they just, I don't know why they don't follow suit with other ones. And, like, I don't care. Just do something. Do something different. Follow suit with everybody else. Because, and like I said, I got... I got really excited when we entered triple crown range there because I was like, okay, this is cool. And now we've had it for a few years and I've looked at it and I go, okay, I like the three, but you also too, you need to promote that more as like a series within a series mm-hmm. type thing. Like, and we've said that we've said this too, and I'm just going to reiterate it. We need to go back to a two day format. You need to have futures in a, cause you, you're basically doing like four or five future rounds, whatever. So you need to divide it up into regions these guys cannot race more than one region if they qualify for the finals. Then you have like Dax Bennett because he rides for a yeah. factory team. Gets yeah, to go can, wherever he goes wants to, to go to all of them, right? Yeah. You need to Juju. have you need to have regions. They need to race on Friday or whatever, and they, or they can even race Saturday, whatever. But they ever you know practices and stuff on Friday, and then the two fifties needs to be a national series too. Yeah, it I don't know. Be there's, wide there's, open and be a national series. Honestly, I it. I was thinking about this, and I I wish we would actually go take even one more round out of outdoors, have 10, take away Paula, do three less supercross rounds, do seven and seven for each series, give these times more, give these guys more time to rest up, wouldn't have that attrition rate. And then if you want to promote the super duper Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall bullshit. Well, hold on here. So just do two east, two west. So this is so this is real funny here, too. But I was thinking about this yesterday. That is it the West Coast? I think the West Coast has one more round than east. Like I said, do and no one knows what the fuck they're gonna do as far as how the points are gonna go for qualifying into super duper Humpty Dumpty. Oh, I'm telling you, when we get to the last round after Iron Man and everybody starts like finagling around the points of who's where going into super yeah. super motocross, they're gonna have to do a whole hour long show on trying to explain to us how this bullshit works well, and did, why they ended up there. Well, did you notice now we're getting graphics on the screen of like these guys have qualified in because they've won races. But here's my thing. Okay, so so you win a race or your top 20 or your yeah, so you win a race. Okay, so then you said you're going to take top 20 in points. Well, what if that guy Daniel not Blair top, had to explain this. Yeah, what if that guy's not top 20 in points then? What if he wins a race, say crashes out or something? But then doesn't ride outdoors, so then yeah. he, he qualifies to be into the 21 to 30. Yeah. Here's the thing, dude, cuz I'm looking at like cuz it's like it's been Kevin Starling have kind of been like within a 5-point marker of each other. Yeah. I don't know if Starling's riding outdoors. He hasn't rode outdoors in a very, very long time. Starling's not riding outdoors. I'm here to tell you, depending on which privateers like show up for outdoors of the guys that are behind him, mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what he does because there's a real good possibility he doesn't qualify mm-hmm. for super motocross because he doesn't ride outdoors. Yeah. So, okay, d- and this would be a question that Kev would n- maybe know because maybe him and Justin, I assume they probably talked about this at some point because it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. If you're Starling, you go through all that trouble, and you get whatever you do in points for Supercross, but you want to be part of this Super Motocross thing because yeah. it's technically more Supercross than it is outdoors, but you don't ride outdoors. 
Are you going to be happy that you didn't qualify for it? Because I'm know, telling man. you, man, there's a real good possibility that he doesn't qualify yeah. by not oh, yeah. doing outdoors. No, no, there's a lot of these guys that's like, what are you going to so do? So it's like, dude, are you are you going to show up to a few outdoors just to get some points? Because like that would be smart on your end. Mm-hmm. I know that there's these guys that are like, nope, never doing outdoors, never doing this. Cool, man. I get it. But if you want to be part of this whole big thing we're doing at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you need to sack up, get yep. off your high horse, and go do a few rounds and get some points because you might not make it in. Yeah. I don't, so I don't I, know, man. It's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, that's my real. That's my holster co reload rant. Is like I agree. We need to try some new things. And like I said, we always talk about who is the fastest dude, as opposed to who's the best racer. Who's mm-hmm. the best race IQ? Yeah. Sometimes as fans, man, we want to see who's the fastest dude outright. Who has got the most outright speed? Because mm-hmm. there's sometimes where that gets lost in the shuffle and it doesn't mean as much. Yeah. But sometimes it'd be nice to be rewarded for being. Yeah, I was the fastest guy this weekend, and there was like I didn't win. But I was yep. faster than all you dudes for a lap. That means something. Yep. You know, so I don't know. We need to do something because, like, everybody else is changing things, and we're just kind of doing Floating the same along. shit as we always Can't do. Can't figure out why we're not growing. It's weird. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, we've been going for about an hour here. Let's take a break because, like I said, these cookies are staring at me, and I need something to drink while I do that. And then we'll come back, and we'll talk 250s and some MXGP stuff, and we'll, we'll go from there. So all we'll right. be right back. All right. And we are back here. Uh, do our 250 race recap here. Going to be brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. For all your graphics needs. Mm-hmm. I got to get graphics for that plastic kit over there. Yeah, you do. I do. I do. I got to hit him up. So anyway, um, okay. So uh, yeah, 250 East results here. Final round before the showdown here. Hunter Lawrence finally gets Hunter it Lawrence won a... F- title won a title won a title got it done got it done yep almost didn't get the dub because smitty decided to be smitty but uh got the dub um happy for him everybody who knows the show knows that i was a big supporter of hunter lawrence still am kind of well he's a euro oh he's an australian he's a euro he's whatever he wrote a european series technically not a euro um does he he's, eat a a lot? Foreign, he's a foreigner does he eat a lot of pineapple i don't know does he I mean, does he have upside down pineapples on his door? You should know if he eats a lot of pineapple as much as you were gargling him coming over. Kind of like you and his brother? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought, except you do the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, I would say that I have taken a step back a little bit on the Hunter uh, bandwagon because I... Well, I'm that's because not- you didn't support losers. And there was two years there where he was a loser. No, no. He couldn't stay no, healthy. No, no, lately. I'm just kidding. No. Total this, joke. He's my best friend. Yeah, whatever. Talk about C10s. Uh, tell him he needs to clean that Mercedes, though. Um, no, I would say that I've taken a step back just because, like, some of the comments that he's made this year, I'm not the biggest fan of. I still like the dude. He's still one of my favorite guys. So I'm super happy for him. He finally got it done. Like, he's he's still in Jet's shadow because Jet is going to have four. Jet's going to the 450 before he is. Hunter has only a chance to get two. I don't think he's going to get the second one, but whatever. But I'm happy for him. Like, it's good. He finally got it done. Had some ups and downs. Definitely got all the wins but one. But he had some competition there for a little bit. I am sad that Nate did get hurt because I would have liked to see them, even though Hunter still would have won the title. But, uh, no, it's good. And, um, yeah, I am happy that at least he got one title before he bumped up to 450 because I'm here to tell you, had he not gotten a 250 title before yeah, he went to 450, it would have been a real, real bad look. When your brother's over there gotten four yeah. and you got none. So I'm, I'm happy for him, and it's – uh. It was cool. It was cool at the end of the you know race. Yeah. Joe, Smitty, everybody came up, congratulated him. AJ, like it was, it was cool. Yep. So, um, so here's a big question for you. Second mm-hmm. place, Joe Shimoda. Does Hunter win this title if Joe's there? 
I mean, dude, I stand by my comments. Like, Joe, to me, Joe and Seth were two of the guys mm-hmm. that were, yeah, they're going to give Hunter a run. Yep. We finally found out that Nate learned how to, you know, put it together, and Nate was the one, that, but Joe and Seth weren't there. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't. I, I would tend to believe that, yes, because I still think there's some things that Joe needs to get comfortable with mentally in Supercross. Yeah. But his speed is not the issue. We know his cardio is not the issue. And I think last night was a point of him. The track was breaking down, and I still think he may not be a 100% race shape yet. Sure. And I think he just kind of like, you know what? Track's getting sketchy. Hunter, you got this, bud. Like, I'll see you at outdoors. But I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question because, I mean... I kind of said this in the offseason. I think Joe, if he's healthy, is a favorite for a Supercross title. I think so, too. He's definitely, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be like probably three or four people you could say next year going in that are mm-hmm. going to be the favorites. And if Joe's healthy, Joe's got to be one of them, dude. Yeah. Joe really does. Like, but I still think, I think he needs to figure out some things mentally in Supercross that he just needs to be comfortable going into the red. Cause I think that you definitely can see sometimes where he's just like, nope. Yep. Nope. I don't, I don't want to go that fast mm-hmm. on a Supercross track. I think it's the bike. It'll be all better next year when he's at Honda. I think it's going to be, well, Supercross, yes. I think it's going to be all better outdoors. I think it's going to be fine outdoors. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, no, um, good for him. I don't really know what he's going to do with the East-West Showdown because I honestly think, I don't think he really cares. I think he's going to look at, he wants to get an outdoor title. Yeah, well, so, I guess because we didn't get any gauge last week because he sucks at mud. Let's face it, if it's muddy, Which is still the weirdest thing being a dude coming from Japan. It is odd. It is, but he's terrible. No, he's terrible. We saw the MX of Nations. He couldn't even qualify. And he backed it up. He just proved our point last week. He just proved it up. Like, if we know anything, Joe Shimoda sucks Sucks in the mud. mud. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. really like your man, but yeah, you're not a good mud rider. Um, But no, it's it's cool. Cool to, um, it's just cool to see him back on a Supercross track, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's really going to give too much effort in that East-West showdown. No. Um, because like I said, I well, think he, just he wants might. To... Well, I mean, I guess it depends on if he get... if he gets a start. Yeah, but if he's like tenth, I don't think he's really going to be like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. I just I think for him, his focus is make it through this last round of Supercross healthy, get to the first round outdoors, and then try to go win a championship. Because I think he has an axe. To... Him and Hunter may be okay. But I think he has an axe to grind with the way outdoors ended last year. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. Okay, so your boy Jordan Smith, third there. He rode really well yesterday. Uh, he did. I mean, he just sand. <laughs> Jordan, he, Jordan Smith does Jordan Smith things. He know? does, man. He arguably the fastest <clears throat> dude on track when he wants to be and just somehow just... At least he didn't hit the ground. Did you think that we were going to have some... <laughs> okay, not do you think... How do you think the drama was going to go had Deegan not fucked up in that heat race and caught him? Well, I mean, he did catch him, but I think Smitty also backed it down a little bit. But, dude, okay. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. Here yes, we, here, here we comes go. our Hayden Deegan section. Here we go. Which, he by finished the way, fourth, by the way, so he we're all good. Fourth. No, man, he, right rode, he rode good. Look, he, it, it, what? In the middle of the race, he ran the fastest lap time by a second. Like, dude, hey, he ran the fastest lap last week in yeah, the fucking three mud. Times. On the last lap. Yeah, no, like, dude, fast. Going to get second in the points, like, riding good. Outdoor. We, we might, as we were leading the charge of the tone down the Hay- Hayden Deegan hype here. Well, we'll see what happens. Outdoors. We might have underestimated his Supercross speed a little bit. <laughs> Supercross, yes. Outdoors, I agree with Coach. I think he's going to get a reality check outdoors. He probably is. But Which, by the way, did you call, see that? I don't consider him an outdoor guy. No, did so. you see that comment, though, that was left, like, me being, I want to be the edgy guy, the dog on Deegan? I yes. don't think I dogged on Deegan last I don't night. know if it was edgy dogging on Deegan or if it was just the edgy guy, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I think it was just period, but so which is fine, you like, whatever, you're, whatever. You're trying to be edgy, yeah, like you okay. want to be that kid that like nobody likes me, and so, I paint my fingernails black, and like this whatever. is like 2005, 2005 all over okay. again. Um, here's the thing though, and look, he's young, he's gonna learn this as it goes on. We've seen the drama that happened in Detroit, and I and I like it when you like put your balls on the crossbar pad and like you like don't take shit from people. I'll ask you this: Do you really think sticking the front wheel in there? On that heat race was necessary. I don't think it was necessary, but here is what it's who he is. Here is is what I like about him. I believe, and this is just me speaking. He is. I don't want to say he's trying to be like his father, but it would not surprise me at all. Let me put on my TLR tinfoil hat here. That there have been some conversations between Brian and Hayden and stuff with the just some of the comments he's made in press conferences and stuff like that of look dude when i did when i did freestyle motocross i was the bad boy and look how that worked out so you like, tell me the first actually... time he gets a win he's going to ghost ride the bike over the finish oh he's doing that for <laughs> sure don't get um, don't get that twisted that's happening but what i'm saying is the level of i don't give a fuck about anybody in this series period is high with him do you think he tries to pull? Do you think if, if 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 he was racing Jet, he would pull that shit with Jet? I honestly don't think he gives a shit. To be honest so, with you, okay. So that's no I'm, matter who it is. Yeah, I'm. So I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that. So you can because this is not. There's no right or wrong answer to this question. Yeah. Do you think he realizes though that at age 17 he already everybody he knows he already has a target on his back and you know what? Yeah. He, he didn't. He didn't earn that. He just. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't earn any of the negativity that he's gotten, whether it be from us, anybody else. He hasn't earned it. He just. Product of his environment, it wasn't his decision to, hey, we're going to call you danger, but do all this. It's it's just who it is, and it's it's unfortunate, but the way it is. But he already knows. Do you think, though, and you and, and maybe it doesn't matter, because and I agree, he doesn't care. But do you think he knows, though, that if he wants to have a long career in this industry, that he needs to tone back the intensity a little bit? Because at some point, you're going to piss off the wrong person, and you're going to get taken out. And there are some guys, they're few and far between these days because this isn't the 90s. There are some guys that have no problem breaking your leg. I will. And say I understand it. it's Hayden Deegan, and there will be a big shit storm coming with it. And we almost we didn't see that level, but like we almost saw it with Smitty. But we know that there was that was only going to go so far. But there are some guys that don't care who you are. They don't care who your dad is. They don't care who the team that you ride for. And eventually, you're going to piss off the wrong person, and you're going to pay for it. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want to see any of these dudes hurt, especially a 17-year-old kid that has that much talent and that bright a future. Yeah. But I'm telling you this right now. <clears throat> if he keeps being intense the way he is and doesn't learn to know when that's appropriate, like the heat race, dude, it, you were never going to stick the front. Even Stu and Ricky said there was no way unless he was going to saw off his front end, which if you would have, had, holy fuck. <laughs> it was unnecessary. If that was the main, all for it, bro. I don't yeah. care if that's your teammate or not because let's be real. Teammates these days don't really mean – it's just a word we use. Nobody really gives a shit. It's the heat race, bro. You have no chance. You're 10 bike links back. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to tee him up yeah. and take him out. But back to my initial question. Do you think he realizes that unless he learns to tone the intensity back a little bit, at some point he's going to piss off the wrong dude and he's not going to like what's going to happen on the other end of it? Do you yeah. think he thinks about that? I'll tell you the same thing I, I said 30 seconds ago. I don't think he gives a fuck. And Do you think I, he'll and, care, though, the moment maybe, that it happens, though? Maybe I'm reading too far no, into this. No, I think this. you're right. I think you're right. I, I fully believe with the way that the whole Deegan Empire has been set up since 
the, since the institution of the metal militia way back in the day. I fully believe at this point that, and like I said, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Or there's too much tinfoil hat, and they probably tell me I'm crazy. But no, I, I fully believe right. that that Brian's like, look, dude, everybody in this industry here for the last however many years has been so vanilla and so just like, oh, let's be cool with everyone. Be the guy who's not cool with everyone like, because you will absolutely just went over people with like like it will pay dividends for years to come and to be honest the way he rode that yesterday there when he was trying to throw it in on smith there in the heat again it's hard to prove me wrong with what he's doing there and here's the thing i think he i think initially they started the season just like they were talking about Hey, but then we're the just first here time to he learn got the Daytona. I was it, gonna say, but as soon as as soon as he won that heat race in Tampa, oh yeah, it went it because went, he made uh-oh. the comment. Because he made the comment, he's like, "Oh, I I wish I would." Let's be real, he was never gonna beat Hunter, but he made the comment, and they talked about it. Oh, like I wish I would have tried a little bit. So. There's a hair floating here, and I could see it. Go ahead. He made the comment. Oh, I wish I'd have tried a little bit harder with Hunter, and yeah. Like, so this whole thing, like oh, said, like uh, this and that, like come on, guys, like that was only to a point. But we go into outdoors this year. That was that. There's no excuses in outdoors, and maybe he does really, really well. Whatever proves me wrong again. But to my point about taking people out, it's never going to happen in Supercross, but outdoors it can. Perfect example. You know who? There's a guy. He's not racing right now, so and he's been hurt. Michael Moseman. Michael Moseman will take you out. Supercross is not going to happen because I think Hayden Deegan has surpassed him in speed Supercross-wise. Yeah. But outdoors, we know if Moseman is healthy and he's confident how fast he is. Well, that's a whole, I don't know if you've heard, but that I'm not sure that we're going to see. I don't know what's going to happen with him. What do you mean? Well, I know that the team's unhappy with him, but like why? He's oh, he's not- oh, he's off that team for sure, but it's a, it's an injury thing. And uh, like that injury that they kept real hush-hush last year that was super bad, I, it yeah, I, there's been rumors flying around that he might right. be done. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. That's a bummer. But you say what you want about. But anyways, my point is, RJ Hampshire's another guy. He does not care. He no. will take you out. No. Levi Kitchen is proven with Jet. But then I again, just, but I then don't. again, too, if you if you have the if you have the attitude of I'm the bad boy and I'm just here to fuck shit up. Number one, I don't think you're going to get that with him outdoors because I don't honestly. No, because I think he's going to be pretty far off the pace this year. Outdoors. Not only that, I don't think they give a shit. In fact, I know they don't. The way Brian talks and everything, because I'm sure you have too, but I've watched some of their vlogs and stuff and listened to some of the stuff he says. They don't give a shit about outdoors. They care less. They're going to race it because they have to. I'll tell you what, though. If that kid rips a hole at any point, though, I think that that attitude goes out the chain. the door for that moto. Yeah. Because if that kid rips a star, you can't sit there and tell. And I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with any yeah. of the points you just made. But you also, I don't care who it is, even if it was Brian sitting across from me, you can't sit there and tell me that that kid rips a holy at Paula one, the first or Paula first moto. Mm-hmm. That kid's adrenaline's not going to kick in, and he's going to go yeah. through the roof and try to win that shit. Yeah, but like I said, I don't th- honestly, I don't think they give a shit. I think it's fully like, yo, let's not be like, let's in reality on the back end, let's not really be an asshole and a bad guy, mm. but on the front end. Let's be a bad guy. Yeah, I just... My, I think, <laughs> you are a bad guy, yeah, but you just, are not bad guy. I just think that there's a time and place to race like that, and there's a time and place where you got to know... And like I said, he's young, he's 17, he's going to learn. But I just think that at some point, his intensity is going to bite him in the ass, because there's yeah, just maybe. guys that don't care. It there's could. actually guys that will want to do that to you because of who you are. And it's not fair to him. It's but, not fair to him yeah, who but, he is. But again, I think if he, if he buys into it fully, much like... It, I mean, look at what his dad did. 
No, his know. dad was the the bad boy against Travis Pastrana, I who know. everybody I know. loved, still loves. So like, so it's like one yeah. of those things of like, Brian knows how to navigate this seat. Oh, yeah. He knows how to navigate it. So, and like I said, we haven't had a guy like you've got like Cooper Webb, who's kind of like that Barsha. edgy, quiet guy. Yeah, and but Barsha's still like you had Weston Pike, but Weston was not winning races. I was gonna say, and here's the thing: I think you're gonna see Deegan go through his whole career just like this. He's not going to give anybody any space. He doesn't give a fuck who you are. He's going to go to the front. That's then what I, he's going to try to do. But all I'll say to him is I hope he realizes he's going to get take he's going to end up on the ground uh, quite a few times. I I fully think it's going to be a situation too of like like with Jet too of like he doesn't give a shit about you, man. But the difference with Jet though is is Jet has already backed it up and yeah. I and Jet has the race IQ yeah. to play those games. We saw that you can rattle Jet because he's human and he's still a kid. But you can rattle Jet, but he knows how to play those games. Mm-hmm. Deegan, I think, is just going off of pure intensity and adrenaline and being a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. And he's going to have to learn some things. If Because, look, if you want to play those games, Barsha's been doing it his entire career. Mm-hmm. If you want to play those games, we know you can do it. You just have to learn how to play the game. He's going to have to learn, and I just hope that he realizes there's going to be coming some growing pains. And I think what ultimately is, I don't want to see him throw away a shot at a title because of the fact that he wants to be the edgy guy. He wants to be the bad boy, yeah, but I don't. But I don't think he'll do that because I don't see him. I don't see him being Barsha style. No, <laughs> of like take, yeah. off front wheels. I just see him. He's not going to give anybody any room, and he then will ride you. Right. He well, and that's fine. Again, I think I think he his dad is going to is going to guide him through that. Of like, look, dude, if this is this is the path we're going to go down here, which is going to help the brand mm-hmm. essentially, and that. Is going to lead to guys are going to come in and try to do this to you. You have to be you okay have to with be ready for it, and you yeah. have to be okay with it. Like you cannot be mad and stand up there and be like, I mean, you can to an extent. Like again, you're going to have to go pro wrestling on this, mm-hmm. man. That's bullshit, man. Yeah, on yeah. the podium and stuff like that. But then behind closed doors, just be like, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm going to race these dudes hard because here's the thing too is like from what he showed already this first year. He's going to be good. Of course he's going to be. He's going to be real. And I'm not talking Jordan Smith and that kind of guy. No, he's going to he's he's probably he's going to have a shot at winning championship. I was going to say I don't see him next level um I don't see him next level jet speed essentially, but he's going to be Hunter Lawrence style like Maybe. i like i see him getting to that i mean he point. definitely he's de- he's definitely has the the potential and the the talent yeah. to do it and all the things in place. But he also still, like, there's, I mean, like I said, he's going to have Joe Schmota to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's going to have Nate to yeah. deal with. He's going to have Hammaker. He's going to have Levi Kitchen. Yeah. There's guys he's going to have to deal with. And do I put him in that group? Yes, he's already proven he can be. But I also don't think that right away next year, because they kept saying, well, man, he's going to be scary with a full off season." Look, dude, this kid's been riding Supercross. He's been riding with fast dudes. Yeah, he has. He's, he's going to be okay. I do think coming in next year, though, I think it like it's going to be different. It's going to be different. But here's the thing, though, is. How much different is it really going to be, though? Because the next level, the next thing to do when Daniel's talk about this is getting a win. Yeah. And then getting multiple wins. Well, I think I, I fully believe with the way the season's gone, the plan next year is going to be we are going to podium every single race. But I don't have him as a favorite for a title next I don't have year. him as a favorite, but, but he's, he's going to win podium. Ra- he's going to win races. He's going to get podium. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then maybe by the time he turns year, 19. Year three is yep. when it's going to be like, oh, shit. But it also, it also depends on because the guys who's going to be around in that class. Yeah. It's not saying that he can't pass them, but like I said, 
if Joe decides to stick around that long. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's there's got Levi Kitchen's trajectory is through the roof. We don't know what so yes, is he gonna win races? Is he gonna podium? Yes. But I still think we're another year to two away before you start going, Oh, he's definitely a title contender. Yeah. They've I guess yeah, I just look, yeah, great second in see, points. I don't see title contender next year, but I'm definitely with you of like the year after. It's like it's go. Oh, it's gung ho. It's gung ho. Which like I said, is gonna be very interesting to see what they do. And that really depends too though, because like, dude, if his trajectory next year is the way it is this year, which again I don't see it because like we went on a very steep trajectory this year. Mm-hmm. So to go any more There's just the that, difference is, is what's like the difference vertical. in the off- what's the difference in the off season as opposed to what he's done before? I think it's just that's not getting stronger I, physically. I think it's just like uh, was it Stu or was it Ricky that was talking about on the broadcast? It's just a mindset difference going in because his mindset this year was not even to race pro, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, like, but he was already for outdoors. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just saying for Supercross because I'm because I mean it's just like they said, like look at the way his and and we've all talked about this. Look at the way his um uh, uh futures, futures race mm-hmm. went, and then the next week he's fourth. Yeah, in in 250 East, like, dude, that is a that is a. Shoo! trajectory like it's fucking nuts and i think the trajectory will slow down but if it doesn't if it's like like it would not surprise me whether he races east west whatever next year if the trajectory doesn't slow down i mean it is he's gonna win the first round and he's gonna battle for wins all year and then by the time you get halfway through whatever coast he's on next year you're gonna be like this dude's the title guy I mean, like, he could be. He he definitely, obviously, has all the tools and the the talent and the know how to do it. Yeah, it's just like I said. There's 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 guys that are still going to be there next year. Yep. And if they're healthy, it's going to put a it's going to put a a damper on that because we've we've seen it multiple times, and it's the only thing, and and that comes with you have to have this to get a win. Mm-hmm. We've seen when everybody's there that he is still a tick off as far as I, and I know he put the yeah. fast lap in, and that's it is what it is. But he still the speed. This speed's much better though than the first round too. Oh, for sure. We all. For sure. We all he's gotten on the box three times. Yeah. He's set fast laps. Whatever. He's won heat races. But like I said, that is still the one thing that he's, and that can work out in the off season. He can work on it. And like I said, maybe he does go win the first round next year, and he puts himself in a really good spot. I just think that when if you have to deal with Joe Schmoda, a healthy Joe Schmoda, yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's. I, I'm not going to pick him over Joe. There's going to, I mean, there's going to be challengers. We'll yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's, he's it's definitely super in the, interesting. He's definitely in that five rider group next mm-hmm. year, no matter what coast he's on, for being a title contender. I'm here's the thing. I'm super glad we have him now because since Jet's moving out of the class, if we don't have if we don't have him, the 250 class overall gets boringish next year. Why do you say that? Because there isn't like a top. Like like a real top top guy like like you had Jet coming in and you're like dude oh he's you gonna mean like dominate. a guy that's gonna change things and stuff yeah he's gonna dominate whatever coast you know then it's kind of one of those it's like back in the air and it's kind of like a building year of like well this guy could win or this guy could win. well how crazy is it the thing that next year your five guys since we know Hunter's going 450 yeah your five guys if they're all healthy is Joe Schmoda Hayden Deegan Nate Thrasher Seth Hamaker and Levi Kitchen mm-hmm. those are your five like think about like I know we're, we got to move on but just think about that for one second yeah. Those are your five guys yeah. that are your title guys, mm-hmm. which all five of them are very deserving of it. But those are your five guys right there that are going to be your title guys if they're all healthy, which and, they all deserve it. And yeah. they've all proven they can win. Yeah, but, they've all won a main. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nate's won more. And, and Seth has, Levi, has Levi won a race? Listen, uh, triple crown? No, no. So he's, so he's literally. Never- well, he's won the main, but it was he got he got it at the triple crown. He oh, didn't yeah. win a main. So, yeah, it's like it's going to be Nate. And Seth and Joe that have all won, actually won a main. 
super interesting. But it's crazy to think about that, that those are going to be your five guys with Hunter moving out next year that are going to be your title guys. Yeah. So here's the next question. Does So Deegan beats Anstey. It's raining now. Uh, so Deegan beats Anstey for second in points, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, unless something wild happens at the East-West shootout where, mm-hmm. like, Deegan goes down and, and Max, like, just gets, like, sixth or something. Yeah, because let's see here. He's second Because it's four points now? 68 points. Hold on. I'm looking. Two points. Two points? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, outside of something super wild, which, well, once again, is the East could shootout, happen. so it could happen. Um, yeah, and, you know, it was – I don't – man, I don't know what what is going on with Max. Like, because I'm not saying that the guys haven't gotten better as the season's gone on, mm-hmm. but – Outside of the win at East Rutherford, which we know a lot of that had to do with the mud, like we, he proved at the beginning of the year that he has the speed and the capability to be on the box. Like even yesterday, he just he doesn't look as confident when it's just a normal race. I'm I'm here to tell you, from what I've listened to this week with him talking all the time, I think he's fine with this because he came into this season kind of going, I don't really know where the fuck I stack up. Which to be is, honest with you. And then, like, the, the podiums at the beginning surprised him. The race win, I think, surprised him here. So, I he was basically, like, if I'm... I, he, the way he explained it over this week here, because obviously everybody was talking to him, was, well, I came into the season, if I'm in the top ten, like, I'm, I'm happy. Top five, I'm pumped. Anything above that, like, just grateful that it's happening. So I don't really think like these weeks right here where he's like fourth, fifth, sixth, and we're going, hmm, what happened? That's weird. In his mind, I don't think it's weird. I think he's just like, yep, this this is good. This which is, is a good start. Which is wild to me because, like, you know, I'm a big Max Anstey fan, and I'm fine with it. He's fine with it. I just love seeing Max ride. I'm glad yeah. he's over here. He's healthy. He's making a living. He's got a family. But that's the crazy thing is, and I don't know if you would know. I mean, you you've known who Max Anstey is for a long time, and I know you didn't follow his career like I did. It's a wild thing because Max has never had this attitude going into anything he's ever done. Like yeah. He's always gone in as, I'm going to win races, I'm going to win championships, and I'm better than all of you guys. Yeah. Granted, part of it was, too, is because he had to grow up racing Jeffrey Hurlings. Mm-hmm. But this is like a new, and then maybe it's, hey, he's 30 years old, he's just kind of cool, he's making money, but it's just a wild thing to see him act this way because he has never been okay with getting fifth. Yeah. Like this dude, I watched him in a GP, and he won the race by 30 seconds at Lomel, and he was pissed because mm-hmm. he didn't win by more. Like... Which is still just proves the point that this is a money thing with him, because I fully believe if he goes into an outdoor season and that bike is like he. Can oh do, no no he he said in an interview this week if he's gonna he like he go back gonna, to GPS yeah he'll go and that's back my to GPs. point is, is that like he's not gonna stay here it's Fuck wild that. to me that he probably could go do outdoors and do way better mm-hmm. but it, once again that proves that it is just a money thing at this point like yeah. he's just happy to be racing in America happy to be providing because he knows that if he went and rode outdoors he'd be way better. So, I mean, that, if he's happy with it, that's cool, man. That's good. It's just funny to see that Max has, like, flipped a switch because he has never gone into a season going, yeah, fifth's okay. Yeah. No, dude. He hated No, I think uh, – different point in his life, man. Yeah. But but at the same time, he doesn't sound like he's he's going to hang it up anytime soon I mean, either, and also, so. he can go win a World Supercross 250 title, too. Okay. I mean, honestly, with you, depending on how good the bike was, he probably, depending on who raced it, could win the 450 title over there if he wanted to, depending on how bike – who shows up and how good that bike would be. Yeah. So, um, Jeremy Martin, six. Did you hear about collapsed lung? Dude. And like, he didn't know. I'm real. The, <laughs> the more and more the Supercross season goes on and, and the more and more I watch Jeremy ride and the more and more it comes out that he's just like, 
injured and he was dealing with something else outside the collapsed lung from like earlier in the season or some shit. I don't know if it was like a shoulder that I heard. Who knows if it was true or not. The more and more I'm getting less and less pumped for his outdoor season. I don't think it's going to be that good, man. God, it just... It uh, is a different Jeremy Martin than the one that won two titles, man. And well, yeah, he, because like, you know it. Well, dude, it's different than what it was in 2021. Because mm-hmm. in 2021, he was giving Jet everything he could handle. And now you're going to go into the outdoor season, and he's going to go, I don't think he's going to be comfortable going into the red. No. I think he wants to just not be hurt because mm-hmm. he's been hurt essentially every year since 2018 when he almost didn't ever ride a dirt bike again. Yeah, he did say in a post-race press thing that he was pumped that he has basically made it through the entire Supercross season. Yeah, man, but... Oh, God, dude. It's going to suck that if there's all this hype going in and he just is struggling to even get top five outdoors. I think he's going to be in the top five, but it's going to be like fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth. Yeah, I mean, well. Like, I I put him at a solid four to six, but, like, I don't. Yeah, until he shows me, like, I don't see him. It's a bummer, dude. It's too much time off the bike. It's too many injuries at this point. It's just too much. Which makes me believe, depending on how how outdoors goes, he's Mm going to ride the 450 next year and then hang it up. He's going to do what his big duo, his brother did. Yeah, just to ride the 450 to say he rode it before his career's over with and then just, like, call it a career. Yeah. You got to think of all the injuries that dude's had since 2018, man. And like I said, 2018, he got lucky they never even got back on a bike again Mm -hmm. because he probably shouldn't have after getting landed on. No. So it's a bummer to think that this is how J-Mart's career is going to end considering what it was on at the beginning of it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it happens, dude. It's fucking riding dirt bikes. Yep. Now, speaking of outdoors here, Tom Vial, 7th. He rode really well, actually, yesterday, and he finally beat Chris Blose. <laughs> nah, man, like, look, Tom, I think the whole goal, and I, I don't know if you saw, but, like, Jace had Paul Malin on, and they, yep, yep, which was very, I love listening to Paul Malin. That dude mm-hmm. is so insightful, and he's so good at what he does, especially for the fact that he does, like, seven hours of dude, shit by he himself. Is gnar- he is gnarly. And he never, like, runs I out of shit I to don't talk understand about, how he does it, man. Which kind of makes our guys, even though we have really good guys, look subpar. Yeah, oh, yeah. But um, I I fully believe with what Paul and Jace were talking about, and I had, and I think the same thing was in his camp. Just make it through Supercross, man. Mm-hmm. Don't get a really bad injury, which like, is what I think we're. I think that's the point we're to. I think make for it a while Supercross. there he was really trying, and we sh- and, and he showed he, what he could do. Yeah, and then he had a couple crashes, and he was like, you know what, I'm good. And see, here's the difference, and we'll talk about this when we get into outdoors. The difference between him and every other person that has come over in his position, Kenny, Marv, Dylan. He didn't get hurt through Supercross where it's and because mm-hmm. all those dudes got hurt when they came over in Supercross. Yeah. If he makes it through the Supercross season, he's already a leg up on what those guys couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So that's even better going into outdoors. I think he's going to do this. I think he's going to win the outdoor title. But even if he does it, it's a learning thing. And then come into 2024, fucking hammering. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying looking to win a title in Supercross because I think that's a few years down the road, maybe like 2026. Yeah. But dude, if he can just make it through Supercross healthy, it's. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. He's going to do something that none of his other counterparts have ever been able to do outside mm-hmm. of Chad Reed. And Chad didn't even make it through Supercross his first year healthy. Yeah. So I'm just glad. I'm just glad when he got landed on in Atlanta that that didn't like put him out. Because when I saw that, I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Seriously. But no, he's shown flashes of brilliance. That first round at the beginning of the year was really, really good. I thought I thought this Supercross season was great for him. I think it is, dude. And he's gonna and he's gonna end up. I don't. I think he's gonna end up just inside the top ten in points, depending on what he does. In because I know he's outside of the top ten right now. I think because of not finishing Atlanta. Mm, he's eighth. Oh, he's eighth. Yeah. Okay. So he's gonna end up solidly inside the top ten in points. Yep. He's shown flashes of brilliance. We yep. know he's got the speed when everything's clicking. Granted, mm-hmm. a lot of things have to come in place. 
but that's something that he can confidence-wise work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, just make it outdoors healthy, bro, because we know that KTM brought you over with just to win to, for this outdoor shit, at least right away. So I'm happy with it. Hopefully he's happy with it. You know the team's going to be happy with it. So yeah. um, good on him. And yeah, man, I just um, I just like watching Tom ride. So yeah, yep. Um, Chris blows eighth. He's got a super a world supercross ride that hasn't been announced yet. Is he's, it is it back on with Bud Cowell? He said it's not the same team as last year. So I don't know so who he's riding with. Bud. Speaking of that, uh, Carson Mumford looks like he might be up for that outdoor ride. Could be. Which uh, apparently Kawasaki is promoting that Jet Reynolds will be on the line at Paula for them. Heard Jet Reynolds took another digger during the week. Okay. Yeah, Jet Reynolds, apparently somebody put it out there like, yeah, Jet Reynolds was faster than Ryder D at the practice track. And then it comes out and goes, he was not faster than Ryder D at the practice track. He was faster than Robbie Wageman and Derek Drake. And then somebody goes two hours later, well, <laughs> Jet Reynolds crashed at Paul in a day and loaded up and went home. <laughs> so I'm like, the Jet Reynolds saga continues. One of the most hyped amateurs that's never going to race a pro race. I'm just going to say, we kind of called it on the show that Jet Reynolds wasn't going to be Dookie, and Jet Reynolds is not going to be Dookie. I, I, dude, I, I've We've been preaching this since been, we were having this conversation back when it was him and Levi Kitchen. and I've been preaching since he got hurt in practice at the first Supercross. Hey, man, he's never going to race a pro race. Well, Cowie likes to keep telling everybody they are, but it does sound like Carson Mumford might get a, tr- a shot to ride outdoors. Well, that'd be cool. Because they know that McAdoo and Forkner and Jet Reynolds is going to do Jet Reynolds things. <laughs> um, all right, moving on here. Henry Miller, ninth. Colin Park, 10th. Good on Henry Miller, man. Dude, I know. You go from getting sixth to not making a main to getting ninth. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Luke Nice, 11th. That's good for him, man. Yeah. He's been solidly putting it inside the top 15 the last he couple rounds. He had a broken rounds. foot, or he still does. I... I don't know if you saw it. You probably did at some point, but you don't remember it's the exact bit. But it was when they were doing the Clizzy trains at club. And yeah. they were doing at the beginning of the season when it was him, Phil, and like Jay Bart was just like working his way back onto the bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon and Luke was sitting on there and on that haggard practice bike. And they're like, all right, we're going to do sprints. And then we're going to do sprints. And then we're going to do 15s. No, he said we're going to do 20s. And uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke put his hand over the bars and he goes, I'm not doing 20s. And Brandon goes, why? And he goes, because I can't do 20s. He goes, I'll do 10s. And Brandon goes, your ass is doing 20s. He goes, I'm not doing 20s. And I'm like, so to go from watching him not being able to do 20s at the beginning of the season to yeah. making mains, good for him, man. Like yeah. Luke Nice, I don't know if you know this, but his dad, Jim Nice, was was, very, yeah. very, very good oh, rider yes. back in the day. Yes. Yep. So like, I think he's always gotten kind of flack that he never lived up to who his dad was. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see him finally being able to put in decent results. Yep. Um, Talon Hawkins, 12th. Was an unsuccessful season, considering he definitely honestly, was not supposed to. This is not I even a Hayden Deegan thing. Honestly. This is not was not supposed to happen. No, honestly, I he made it through races. And he got, I think his best finish was 11th. Let's see here. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. Let's see. Yeah, he got 11th at Houston. Actually got an 8th at Atlanta. Okay. So, but more outdoorish. Yeah. So, like the 11th. We'll call the 11th at Houston. Look, man. For a guy that wasn't even supposed to ride pro this year. To yeah, outdoors. and like this is not, keep in mind, folks, this is not even a Hayden Deegan chance time no. thing. Like this was not even, like Hayden Deegan was not supposed to, but there was still a possibility. Talon Hawkins was not supposed to ride Supercross and only ended up on that bike because Jaleek Swole can't stay healthy. Yeah. So, I would say that that 11th, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Considering okay he it. did it 
when everybody was still pretty close to being 100% healthy. And he is 13th in points. I so mean, I think it, I, dude, I think it's that's a successful season. If he doesn't get two more years on that team, I'm going to start questioning Rockstar Husky here pretty hard about throwing their kids in too early and then forcing them out. Well, you know, I mean, his family has money that. and Jaleek Swole had family has. So, I mean, you know, Jaleek Swole kept getting rides. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Hand, 13th. Jace Owen torpedoed my fucking fantasy team. Did he? Oh, yeah, he probably Dude, had, like, what, like a three handicap or something? I was in the top, uh, I was in the top, like, 500 and he probably had a like huge a three majority handi- of that main. Like handicap, no, it was, he? like, a zero <laughs> or something. Two? I think it was a two. Yeah. So, I got, like, all of 12 points. So, that really sucked. I saw him crash, too, on the broadcast, and I was like, is that a joke? <laughs> like, there it Which goes. Which is the funny thing is, because outside of his long hair and Colin Park being, like, extra tall, yeah. half the time you can't tell who's who on no. that team. Dude, like, you mean Stu, They said Caden Braswell, Braswell, and it's like, Cody Shock, and he's like, wait, no, that's Caden Braswell. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Caden Braswell, 15. Good on him. Same thing, like a kid that didn't really have a lot of hype, even though, you know, he got that coveted Horizon Award. Yeah, so we're going to move on from that. Uh, <laughs> Josiah Natsuki, 16th. He was on my fantasy team. Once again, guy that... Never rode Supercross up until this year, so whatever. Yep. Uh, Cody Shock, 17th. You AJ. think he's just waiting for outdoors? I don't know, man. That kid is so... I don't I don't know what's happening with that. Uh, AJ Catanzaro, 18th. That's a good ride for him. He was also on my fantasy team. Michael Hicks, 19th. He got Faded screwed. like a cheap suit in that LCQ, though. Yeah. Woo! Um, Garrett Hoffman, 20th. First main I think he's ever made. I so think good so, for him. too. He's on the TPJ thing. Yep. Uh, Jace Kessler, also first main, 21st. Congrats, good Jace. For him. Solid. Yep. Baited in through the heat race. Yeah. So uh, good for him, man. Good for him. I don't really know what his program looks like going into outdoors, but good for him. Yeah, I don't know either. I should text him and ask. Um, Maybe it's an OnlyFans sponsor. Brock Pappy, 22nd. <laughs> Anything else 250 wise you want to talk about? Um, no. I mean, we did our 45 minute Deacon segment. Yep. Um, you know, get our views on that one. Uh, yep. I mean, Jet can't wrap up the t- well. No, can he? No, nope. yeah, the he t- can. Okay, he's so like, Jet's gonna wrap up the title next week. It's just gonna is RJ gonna try to torpedo? 30, he's 39 points up, I think. Jet? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because RJ. Okay. Yeah. Because never RJ, mind. He's gonna. Yeah, RJ he's gonna himself. wrap it up. Um, we'll see if RJ tries to torpedo him in the last turn again. Um. No, all jokes aside, I mean, let's be real. Jet's going to wrap up the title. Is he going to try to win? Is RJ going to get? Because let's be real. At this point, it's RJ's the only one that can, you know, pace him for any length of time. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. I, I've told you I'm ready for outdoors at this point because, like, all these championships, one's over with. The other two are pretty much done. Like, what? I don't really know if there's any storylines going into 250 West next weekend outside of Jet wrapping up his fourth title. There isn't much in 250 West outside of Jet wrapping the title. That's kind of done. The only one we have left, basically, is the 450s, which chases, what, 18 points out now? Yeah, he's got no shot. The only thing is if And now Barsha's not ha- going to be on the line. Coop's not going to be on the yeah, line. If something happens to Tomac, okay, but chances of that are real slim. So Just waiting for that show to- all right, so the last thing, and then we'll get on the GP, whatever you want to talk about with that. Do you believe that since both championships are going to be wrapped up, not saying like 100, but do you think if they're put in a position, Jet and Hunter kind of let it go and try to go out and see who's faster in, in oh, Salt Lake? Yeah. But oh, do you think, okay, yeah. But do you think it's a circumstantial situation? Do you think it depends on where they are? Like if they like if they get a start together, I don't care if they're they both don't go one-two. Like if they start together. Because I believe that if that happens, yes. But if I believe if one's in like second and the other one's tenth, 
Oh that no. both are going to Oh no, I think this is Oh, you think so? I think this is going to be fun to watch because their titles are going to be wrapped. Yep. So that's done, that's secure. And I think it's going to be like, "Hey bro, like let's not do anything stupid and jeopardize our outdoor seasons." But Especially let's go have jet. a bat. Let's go yeah. have a battle royale for who's the fastest. So yeah, no, I think this is going to bode well. Very then that's going to be the only well thing I'll be looking us. forward. To. I mean, look, the races, I still love it. I'm yeah. obviously going to be, but like that's going to be the only thing to look forward yeah. to then because yeah. it's going to be interesting, especially with that track. Oh yeah, because you know that shit's going to be like concrete. Yep. So it's going to be real interesting. I just want to see them let it go and go. Look, man, let's just figure out who's faster. Yeah, which I think that's what we're going to get. So I think that will make that race interesting <laughs> in the 250 class. I also believe whoever wins that is going to be a funny, and it'll actually be more funny if Hunter wins. Because I mean, let's be real. At this point, you would have to say Jets outright faster, but the way Hunter's been riding, it's it's awesome. It's questionable. Um, I think it'll be more for Hunter because Hunter can go, bitch. I beat you on your last ever <laughs> 250 race. Suck it. Because uh, let's be real, yeah. we know Jet's not riding the 250 at the world. The no, Humpty no, he's already said 450. It. Yep. So Hunter can be like, "Yeah, bro, I beat you on your last ever 250 race. Yep. Suck it." So, yep. um, that'll be interesting. Then, yeah, that will be interesting. That'll be something to look forward to. And that's the one good thing about both these titles being wrapped early is that we get to see these brothers go out and actually battle it out. That'll be really cool. Then. I'll be because we've really not had a chance to see that no. throughout their Supercross careers. We've seen it in outdoors. Yeah, we haven't seen it in Supercross. So that'll yep. be cool. Yep. Okay, so that's your 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Depth Creative Co. There. Make sure to go check them out. Links in the description down below. Um, all right, let's talk GPs a little bit here. We don't have to necessarily talk the Argentina race that happened today. We can just talk Portugal. GP Portugal, whatever. We can just talk. This is how... This Argentina was round one, but close. Portugal is on my screen Yeah, here. I mean, you know, it's in the not same region, but okay. Yeah, so... Um, what you got What you got for me? I think these guys are all fucked in that MX1 class. Well, yeah, because Hurlings has been riding his way back into pace, and I don't know if you... Have you... You've at least been watching the highlights, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's what, you, I, that's you what saw, I do. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't I have s- time for everything, yeah. so that's what I do. Yep. Um. Well, first off, you've seen he won the overall today. Yep. You've seen what he did in Sardinia in that second moto. Yep. Where he was going, and then you saw two weeks ago in Trentino. Mm-hmm. He, let's be real. Hurlings has been riding his way back into shape. 100%. Because he was off a bike for 15 months. Hur- Hurlings up here is not Hurlings that got hurt. Which is actually even more scary. And when Hurlings up here gets back to hurt before Hurlings got hurt, which he might not get all the way, but he's going to get 90% because he ain't even at 90% yet. No. Um... Yeah, you guys are really screwed. Like, yeah. and this has been talked about through some other pundits too. If you guys, like, you guys had a chance to really kind of. You had a chance to kick the dog while he was down. Yeah. And y'all are fumbling it away. He's been on the podium. He's won motos. He is. He's I just mean, been there. He's been there in qualifying because now mm-hmm. we know that means something. Yeah. And Prado, you know. Once again, being the Michael Essie version of the GPs, like when he gets a that start, gets, gets but if nuts. he if he doesn't get a top five start, mm-hmm. the kid's race IQ is shit. Yeah, granted he's had a lot of injuries, but yeah, they're they're all screwed. Um, and I mean, I don't know if you've heard the thing with Hurlings, but his plan is is because he re upped with KTM World or Global or whatever the hell they like to call themselves these days because we're KTM North America. This season, next season, final season, American Outdoors. That's his plan. That's what I've heard. Because he wants to ride outdoors before he retires. He does. So here's the thing. And Wyman and me were actually talking about this. So this was gone over, and Malin has talked about it when he talked about it with Jace. He's got five championships now. Mm-hmm. He just tied Everts for the most wins. Yep, but he only did that. it with five, where Everts had ten. Yep. So that's an accomplishment in itself that you won that many races with five less titles. Mm-hmm. He's essentially blown five titles but mm-hmm. because of he's hurt. And I've said this before, but it's a stati- statistic. 
He has never lost a championship that he has finished. Yeah. Ever. So you, we always like to have this hypothetical debate, and it doesn't really mean anything about who's where. Ricky's greatest of all time. Stu's number two. RV, Eli. Like, where does Dunge go? Where does Chad? Where does McGrath? Then you added Everts and Cairoli. Because, but it's different because they don't ride Supercross. Mm-hmm. So right now, to me, everybody picks Everts. I think Cairoli is the GOAT of the GPs. Because yeah. Everts had a lot of really good seasons, but Cairoli, nothing against Everts. He did it against like Tortelli and, and Mikel Pichon. Mm-hmm. But Cairoli did it with a lot deeper competition. Yeah. He he won those championships with a lot deeper competition. Well and Paul pointed this out too. When Everts was riding, like he could ride like a both classes or mm-hmm. something too. So Everts would do so it's like Don't get me wrong, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I felt Paul did a really good job of like pointing out like, okay, like here's the stats, but here's what you have to look at because things have changed over the years. Whereas Cairoli, when he won titles, he run against a prime Max Nagel, a prime Steve Ramon, Kevin Stribos, David Philpart, Josh Coppins. Like, he did it against everybody. Mm-hmm. But then always people learn about Hurlings because he left five on the table. Yeah. He's left five on the table, but mm-hmm. it's only because he got hurt. So say he wins this year, which, let's be real, he's going to. And then if he makes it through, which also, too, is wild to think that he doesn't actually really crash during the races. It's always bullshit. Think about that. Like, yeah. all the races you've won- He's never really. He doesn't crash during the races. He always well, crashes. There's been a couple. So he broke his shoulder, but he got landed on. That, I was gonna say. So there's that, and then there's when he torpedoed himself and snapped his neck. Yeah, but that so, was that so was like, even during the race. A, that was during practice. Yeah. So like, there's been a couple. But it's that like he's not a crasher. Yeah. Races. But he's not a yeah. crasher though, which is yeah. wild to think. If he wins this year, wins next year. Let's be real. When he gets it going, he's gonna fucking probably win out outside mm-hmm. of a crazy thing. Then he comes over here to America. So think about it. By then, he'll be 29. He'll have two more titles, so he'll have seven. Chase and Jet are going to be at the prime of their career Mm because Jet's going to be 21 or 22 by then. Chase will be like 25, 26. Yeah, something like that, yeah. They'll be at the prime of their career. Hunter will be in the class. Dylan and and Eli will be gone. Anderson, the the guys of the last 10 years will be gone, but they're Mm -hmm. still going to be top dudes. If Hurlings was to come over and win our title, too, I really think, and this is all hypothetical, but it's just fun to have this conversation. I really think you would have to start thinking about him. Nobody's ever going to reach Carmichael. Mm-hmm. You really have to start putting him in the debate with Stu, RV, and Eli. Yeah. As one of the greatest of all time. If he were to do those three things, two more GP championships, a handful of wins, and then to come over here when you have guys that are going to be at the prime like a Jet Lawrence and a Chase mm-hmm. Sexton, and if you were to beat them, I really think you have to have the conversation of where does he rank all time? Because you have to look at it. He doesn't do Supercross, so yeah. that plays into it. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And look, I love Tim Geyser. You love Tim Geyser. One of my favorite guys. One of your favorite guys. Timmy G's never beaten Hurlings for a championship when Hurlings has been healthy. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that you could say about Timmy G's titles. He's never done it when Hurlings has been healthy. Yeah. He surpasses Tim Geyser. I just think that a lot of these guys, you're right, they had a chance to kick him while he was down and get a bunch of points on him. Yeah. And y'all fucked up. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> y'all did. screwed up. I just really hope, since that's his plan, he makes it in the next two years because I cannot imagine, because he'll still be at the prime of his career at 29, because mm-hmm. he's not, he's not, clearly, he's not lacking anything. I want to see a him, Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence showdown. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. I just hope that's how it plans out. Because I just want to see the Eli. Uh, I do, but see, here's the thing, though, man. I don't Eli know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen now. I don't know if that's going to happen know, now, man. I, 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 Hurlings is all in. Oh yeah, and I think the Eli own, kind of is too. Eli's in from what he said, from what Jace has said that he said. Eli's in too. 
Now, it has been pretty quiet on the Eli side of things here, but, you know, he's a busy guy, so whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. If, if that happens, greatest thing ever. Yeah, greatest I'd love to see it. I would pay to, I'd pay to see it. I'd pay oh, to see it no yeah. matter what it costs. You know, and you got that, and, <clears throat> you know, there's there's also talk of, and I said this to you about Prado coming over here. That's been slipped in every now and then. There's, I don't think Prado's coming. It's probably not going to happen, but if things start to go sideways like they keep going on that front from the KTM Gas Gas Husky side, it's possible. But apparently Yamaha wants to offer him a lot of money. They just paid Maxim Renault a lot of money. If you listen to Paul Malin, and I trust Paul Malin oh, a yeah. lot more than any of us. Oh, know, yeah, for sure. He said that Prado's not coming. There's there's a lot of talks that Kaido Wolf is coming, though. Oh, yeah, because Kaido Wolf wants to race Supercross. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about Kaido Wolf. And then there's the, been talk about Liam Everts. There's been talk about Garrett's. I don't know that we'll see Everts, dude. There's no way he's gonna hit like he's gonna want to leave, try to leave without leaving some sort of legacy to follow up in his well, father's Well, he's not. He's not. He's got a long way to go before he that does. Ever. Yeah, he he had a rough. Well, one then this the Coonan brothers too. are coming over. That is Lucas the, and Sasha. That Coonan. is the next one. Yeah, because they're Mertz guys. Yeah. Well, and Lucas Coonan, Sasha's been hurt. He hasn't raced a round yet. Lucas is they're definitely racing what EMX right now. No, he's racing MX two for Factory KTM. He's a Dymo and Liam Everts teammate. Sasha. Oh. Yeah. He was spo- he got hurt at around before the That's opener. That's why I haven't heard his name other than yeah. the fact that he's a what's well, and you can also see because he's a tiny little Belgian kid that's like <laughs> a five foot two. Okay, but his brother Lucas has a very high ceiling, and I could yeah. see his. I could totally see this like a Hunter Jet Lawrence thing, even though they're a lot closer in age than Hunter and Jet. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a big brother little brother thing. But I could totally see this as like, oh, yeah, like Sasha's going to come over. He's like Hunter. Like Sasha's going to be like the consistent one. And Lucas has the flair. And Lucas is like, because Sasha's like the gritty one, even mm-hmm. though he's like the smaller one, where Lucas is like kind of got this swag about him. Hmm. And Sasha just ends up being like Hunter. And Lucas ends up being like Jet, which is funny because they're Mertz guys. Yeah. But they're, the plan for them is to do one more year in MX2 and then come over in 2026. Mm-hmm. And they will slot right into a factory Husky and KTM ride. Yeah. So KTM is going to have two Euros on their team at the same time, and Husky's going to have Lucas, which I don't know about Sasha. Kid's got to grow a lot because he can be prone to injury because he, he's very, very small. Like, mm-hmm. if you get a chance to look him up, the kid is very tiny. But Lucas, he also does not have that give-a-fuck attitude. Like, he stuck it in on Kai to Wolf a bunch of times, and Kai was just kind of looking at him like, you little motherfucker. Like, they're not far off in age because Kai's still a teenager, but, like, Kai's looking at him like, you little piece of shit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, man, like, the America, we're, we're the winners in all this because yeah. we're getting more and more talent over here. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Mertz just keep cashing them fucking checks with all these top dudes. Making man. stuff happen, dude. God, it's crazy, bro. About the Gibson guitar collab this That weekend. was sweet. That was interesting. You think, um, you think they're going to try to do anything cool for the last round? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think they're going to try to pro- probably do- try to do something cool for the first round outdoors as well. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, dude, I'm I'm not on that whole bandwagon thing. I like Hunter. I love watching Jet Ride. But it is very, very cool, the shit that they are able to do mm-hmm. with the contacts that they have. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a wild time we're living in as far as the stuff that they're bringing on board to our sport. And somehow, other than the Jets and Donuts, we just don't keep capitalizing on that shit. Nope. So pathetic, dude. Not not even gonna I'm not even going down that goat path today. Nope. But um yeah, good for Mertz. Like he's dude, he's killing it, man. He's killing it. Isn't Volan's one of his guys too, right? Yep. 
Okay, so I was about to say, it's kind of funny. You got two Aussies, two Belgians, and a Jap. And then you got one American. Yeah. Has he has he talked about adding more people, or is this kind of like his limit? Is. No, it's kind of his limit. Is. Yeah. Okay. It's only so much time in a day, man. But yeah, because you know he's always with Jet Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> like he might as well just live with them. Yeah, basically. Might as well. I mean, he's attached at their hip. <sighs> Which doesn't he have a kid? Yeah. Didn't you see him take? No, that was his yesterday? kid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he has kids with those tight ass pants he wears. <laughs> I don't understand either. I feel like it cut off circulation down there. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, no. So um, yeah, the GP boys are fucked, and Gertz is gonna kind of run away with that two fifty. Yeah, title. Gertz has definitely run away with that two fifty title. So. So I mean, you know. On to, on to the last two rounds of Supercross, and then get ready for outdoors. Yeah. Excited. Sure. I'm excited for that. Well, I'm excited for both classes. Yeah. Me too. Wars. We'll see. We'll see here, man. Um, all right. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, this has been a relatively short show for us here, but. No. I mean, nothing really outside of just the race itself. Looking forward to Jet's going to wrap up his fourth title, which is, you know, he puts him in a different class, puts him in a pretty elite class there. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just kind of looking more forward to the last round of that East-West showdown. Because I think by then, I think Tomac's going to just solidly not really give a shit. Do you want to know what I'm looking forward to? Riding some Supercross here soon. Dude, just because you have a single over table triple does not mean you have a Supercross track in your backyard. Not Come yet, down. but Come we're down. working on it. You don't it. even have a whoop section. I'm going to work on the have like some, next section have here. like some moguls. I'm going to work on the next section here soon. I don't need to ride whoops, okay? It's just not a thing. Suspension also might be a little soft. Yeah, I'm not even trying to do that. Don't. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Uh, Nope. Um, Nope. I'm just trying to ride rhythm sections and finish line jumps. Okay. Seat time. Seat time. I do love Supercross. I'm over it at this point. I'm ready for outdoors. I'm trying out for Futures. (laughs) 38 in Futures. Oh, Futures like if they go to Sunday. No, no. Oh. Yeah, you kind of got to accomplish something in the B or A classes before you get that. You can't really not just look. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a mixtape of me of a compilation of me just ripping Supercross and send it in. D class to Supercross video coming soon. Yeah, keep an eye out on the channel for it. Anyways, that was weird. All right, so this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode two thirty five. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Make sure to comment down below. I'm sure. All of you Deegan lovers will have plenty of comments for us, so please bring it on. We love to hear it. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, and Edgewood Farms. And we will be back next week with another show to wrap up another title here for the 250 West Coast. Yep, because let's be real, there's no shot in hell. Jet does not wrap that title up next week. Yep, and move on to the uh, to the final round. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week.